Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And Queen with back Stephen David, Rock 102. Mid-30s today and tomorrow. A little snow falling this morning, or as Steve might say, I don't know, little flakes of dandruff coming down from the sky. Oh, I would have went uh, more blue with that. But yeah, dandruff. Dandruff, maybe? <laughs> it would be dandruff. <laughs> You can change it if you want. Yeah. Who's this Dan fella? What kind of videos are you watching? Oh, well, uh, well, he wasn't here yesterday, so. <laughs> hey, uh, man, what a show today. Really? Where? Yes, His Excellency oh, Mayor Dom Sarno will be joining us on the Mayor phone. Mayor Dom Dom on the, f- on the phone. <laughs> All you dingbats better get ready. All you dingbats better listen because I got important things to say about the Beck, Steve, and Dave show. Also, it's uh, Thunderbird Thursday. We're talking to Nate Costa from the Thunderbirds, and he'll be here with uh, Kathy Tobin, who is now the uh, Director of Annual Giving and Events at Bay State. they got something going on, and we'll have tickets for Saturday's game against the Providence Bruins. Those will be the only other two people on this show that won't be dingbats this morning because they do good for the city of Springfield. There you have it. It's 535 on Rock 102. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 550 and Foreigner. We're back, Stephen Dave, and Rock 102. Not accurate, I should say. Not really blue morning. Maybe blue day. We got a little snow this morning, actually. So the white stuff falling and then giving way to blue skies and sun later today. Mid-30s for the highs today and tomorrow. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert at all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Don't you like that? We can be transported all the way to Hollywood in uh, just a couple of seconds, yeah. and then all the way back here to Springfield, Mass, uh, in 6 minutes and 17 seconds? I feel like I'm getting windburned from all the speed. I feel like I have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Jon Stewart commended Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky's efforts during the Russian invasion of Ukraine in an appearance on Morning Joe Wednesday. Towards the end of the segment, host Joe Scarborough asked Stewart about Zelensky, who was an actor and a comedian before being elected president of Ukraine in 2019. Uh, It's just an extraordinary transformation, Scarborough said of the comedian turned world leader. Uh, extraordinary, Stewart responded. Look, I'm a comedian. I know comedians. I don't know that we would be able to rise to the challenge of being in a movie about war. Yeah, I really can't see a lot of, like, carrot tops stepping up to be a soldier. No, I can't see him being a world leader. Because I can't see too many world leaders being prop comics either. But he, but he not, did. Not even a guitar act. Uh, But he did add, uh, my fear for Ukraine is that we're going to get sucked into this idea of a heroic narrative while these folks get surrounded in a long-term siege that's just going to cause so much more death and destruction. He makes a good point. And speaking of movies about war, what's your favorite? Uh, Shaving Ryan's Privates. That's a good one. Yeah, I didn't see that one. Really? Yeah, must not have had it at Blockbuster that night. No, you would never find that one in a blockbuster. Well, don't they have a special section of certain blockbusters? I think there was, I actually. Don't, I don't remember an, an adult section of a blockbuster. <laughs> CD back room or something. No, because it wasn't called blockbuster. It was called C-Buster. Buster. C-Buster? Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See? You never See, went to that one. <laughs> the one that I liked was a takeoff on Apocalypse Now, but I can't actually say that on the radio. I can kind of guess what you might be getting at, but... Yeah. Oh, We'll talk about that later. 
Uh, Marilyn Manson is fighting back. Does everybody know who Marilyn Manson is, by the way? Yes. All right, yes I just want to make sure you guys Long-haired know. rocker uh, with all the makeup. Marilyn Manson is fighting back against Evan Rachel Wood. Do you guys know who Evan Rachel Wood is? Yes, she was yes, in um, Westworld, if I'm not mistaken. I just want to make sure everybody knows who yeah. we're talking about. Yeah, we yeah. continue with this. No, I got it. Uh, anyway, Marilyn is fighting back against Evan Rachel Wood's claims of abuse by suing her for defamation. He calls her claims, quote, a malicious falsehood that has derailed his career. I'm pretty sure you derailed your career on your own a long time ago. Suddenly his credibility doesn't seem to be where it used to be. Would uh, he be considered emo or goth or something else, by the way, Marilyn Manson? Uh, I with- believe he'd be considered to be defendant. Okay. <laughs> That's what he's going to be now. Also named in the suit is a woman uh, named Ilma Gore, who he identifies as Wood's, quote, on-again, off-again romantic partner. He says the two women knowingly made false statements, including a claim that he filmed the sexual assault of a minor. He uh, accuses them of hacking into his computer and social media in order to fabricate evidence against him, and he even says they impersonated an FBI agent in order to create the appearance of an ongoing federal investigation. Now, Ilma, wasn't that the wife of uh, Fred Flintstone? Uh, this is Wilma, I think. Yeah, Wilma. 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 Yeah. No, 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 no. That's the uh, the guy that was on the 70s show. That's Wilder Valderrama, I think, right? Isn't mm. that no, no, no. That's the kind of project you would make in like a grade school, usually like in a in a shoebox. No, no, no. That's a diorama, which almost sounds like the thing you get after listening to too much Hollywood trash. No, 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 Steve. That's diarrhea. No, that's the thing that's coming out of my mouth right now. That's disgusting. I think diarrhea was the woman who played the bartender on mm. Cheers, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. No, mm. no, that was uh... Rhea Perlman. Yes, no, Rhea. Yeah, that's right. We're, that's get, we're right. getting there. All right. Uh, Melinda Gates opened up about their her divorce from Bill for the first time. She said, quote, there just came a point in time where there was enough there that I just realized it wasn't healthy and I couldn't trust what we had. He has this computer chip shoved inside of me from this vaccine I got months ago. It's crazy. Track so every unha- move I make. I'm so unhappy being married to a multi-billionaire. A multi-billionaire. Uh, you guys ready for Batman. Yeah, I'll watch. It was a Robert Pattinson now, right? How many Batmans does that make? So we had George Clooney, we had Michael Keaton. Uh, I, I, think, to, I think that Christian makes Bale. Ba- too many Batmans. Ben Affleck was a Batman, yeah. was he not? Ben Affleck was a Batman. Yeah. yeah they, you know what? They all pale in comparison to Adam West. Though. Absolutely. Uh, AMC Theaters is charging higher prices for tickets to The Batman. CEO Adam Aaron announced on Tuesday as the movie theater chain begins to experiment with so-called variable pricing for different films. The news marks the arrival, at last, of long-anticipated change in strategy for movie theaters coming as the business continues to struggle amid the pandemic. As Aaron noted during an earnings call, ticket prices for the Batman are slightly higher than the prices for the move for other movies playing in same theaters at the same time. Well, that sounds like horse crap, but when they say slightly higher, how much are they talking? $1.50 more. Jesus. Yeah. So now what are we up to, 15 bucks? Uh... Pretty much. Almost. Well, it depends on where you are. As of this writing, AMC is charging $1.50 more for an adult ticket to the film in Los Angeles compared to a ticket to another movie at the same time and same venue. So you're having, like, if you went to go see Spider-Man now instead of Batman, it'd be $1.50 less than what the Batman is. I could also download it at home and not leave the house uh, for cheaper. You can, but there's a lot more people going to the movie theaters right now. As really? Much, yeah. It, it's really ticking up. And yeah, but if you're going to increase the price based upon the blockbuster you expect a movie to be, at some point you say, hey, you know what? I'm only spending a fortune to go to a movie. 
with all their overpriced concessions and the ticket price. I don't know if this experience is worth it. Yeah, but you got to put yourself in the mindset of a uh, maybe a young person who uh, doesn't really care about uh, spending all that money. You Their know? parents' money. That's right. I yeah. got gotcha. you. Yeah. Uh, your kids are probably, hey, Dad, can you hit me up for uh, $30? Wait a minute. Last month, you only asked me for $20. Well, the price of the movie ticket went up. I need to uh, account for inflation. Okay, fine. Here you go. Might not be a bad idea with all these uh, these big movies coming out. The uh, New York Post put together a list of Batman characters and how they align with each of the 12 Zodiac signs. Oh, For example, boy. Ares is Batman, Virgo is Alfred, and Aquarius is Joker. Well, what's what's ours? Because Bax and I, were Libras, aren't we? Are no, we I'm, a, I'm a Virgo. Oh, you I'm, are a Virgo. I'm, I'm, I'm an a Libra. Are, you're, okay, we're yeah. Libras. So yep. what, we got, you got one for us or not? Uh, no, they didn't have anybody for the, uh, for the... I can't find that one. Hmm. Well, damn it. Well, they probably did, but I didn't really click on the link. <laughs> yeah, because so. you, did, you didn't care enough. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, because I was just throwing that in at the last minute because we were just trying to fill out the last couple of seconds of that Hollywood trash. Well, there you have it. Yeah, so there you go. So, so we can wrap it up now. Sure, wrap it up the Hollywood trash and Rock 102. Coming up next in the sports, the wife of a big-time college basketball coach gets robbed at gunpoint next on Rock 102. The Maple Leaf is your... And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, I don't know if you were aware of this, but apparently we got some problems in Ukraine. The Ukraine would like to join certain diplomatic organizations like NATO and maintain their status as a sovereign nation. Meanwhile, the Russian government says, we're not crazy about any of those things happening. And that's why we've decided to pummel you with an aggressive and possibly immoral military strike which is designed to ensure your loyalty for years to come. Now, for the rest of us, and by that I mean us Americans, that sort of heavy-handed aggression simply cannot be allowed to go on. And so, we, as a nation, must find ways of offering our support to the Ukraine people. I've already told you about the effectiveness of posting anti-Putin memes on your Instagram stories. I frankly don't know how those memes haven't completely toppled the Russian government by now. The next step has come from the NBA, where the New Orleans Pelicans have embraced a level of solidarity by agreeing to wear socks that match the colors of the Ukrainian flag, which, of course, is also a very effective because, as you might know, Russians wear socks, too. But then you have Roman Abramovich, the Russian-born owner of the Chelsea Soccer Club in England. Yesterday, Abramovich announced that he was selling his team for a reported $3.2 billion and sending the net proceeds to Ukrainian war victims. And he's a guy from Russia. Gee, suddenly those internet memes and those blue and yellow socks don't seem that supportive of the cause, do we? I would say that selling off your lucrative properties and donating the money to help the Ukrainian people is slightly more helpful than wearing a pair of mismatched socks during a basketball game against the Sacramento Kings. Sure, on paper it seems like something that would be of great comfort to the people of Ukraine, but something tells me that the $3.2 billion that this guy is donating might actually be a little bit more helpful to the people who are preoccupied with trying to save their lives and their homeland from a vicious communist takeover. But hey, and of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Y'all looking at five DeWalt power tools on sale all month at Rocky's for a hundred bucks. I'm looking on my phone at the Rocky's app. You can look in your laptop at Rockies.com or pick up a sales flyer right there in the store. What's on sale at Rocky's? The sales flyer is online, on the app, or on paper at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. 
Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 611 Aerosmith with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. You know, that song started off during a sound check at a concert in Honolulu. I guess Joe Perry's just messing around on stage during a sound check and he was doing that riff there and like, hey, let's work on that after the show. You know, after that Beatles documentary, it just yeah. makes you think that uh, every song is accidentally done. They're yeah. just out of, out of thin air. No one's just sitting there like, I want to, I want to put together a song that'll be a classic that the radio stations will be playing 90 years later. No one does that. Yeah. Just all by by accident. Similar to the lack of the planning that goes into this show, by the way. Uh, mid-30s for the highs today and tomorrow a little snow this morning, giving way to sun this afternoon. Hey, uh, uh, before you begin, yeah. let me just uh, quickly uh, uh, let everybody know uh, that the mayor of Springfield, Dominic J. Sarno, will be joining us after 7 mayor o'clock. Mayor Dom Dom. Mayor Dom Dom. Well, you know what? I would imagine Mayor Dom Dom would just be as upset as I am about uh, what I'm about to talk about. Okay. Uh, you know, I like pleasing my kids. You know, my kids are good kids, and I see, I'd like to take them for treats every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you? I don't know. So, uh, you know, Sunday after we did this uh, dry run of the show, they were uh, their emotions were just at an all-time low, and uh, they're like, Dad, can you cheer us up a little bit? <laughs> can you take us somewhere fun? Yeah, now that your career is hanging by a thread, can you please let us have a moment of happiness? And then uh, and then Champ says to me, she says, uh, hey, can we go get one of them uh, Shamrock Shakes over at McDonald's? And I'm like, absolutely. I haven't had a Shamrock Shake at McDonald's in probably 10 years. Sweet. So we uh, we pull up to the McDonald's in Chicopee on yeah. Memorial Drive. Right. We order. We go. To, finally, wait in line. We get up to the uh, the speaker, and I hear, "Hey, can I take your order?" And I said, "Yes, I'd like uh, three Shamrock shakes, please." And there's dead silence. And then, I'm sorry, our shake machine is down. Oh my oh, God, man! This happens all the time. It happens way too often. There was a, there was a, even a website that was built right. that showed you a map, like a, a map of all the which ones working and which ones not. You put in like yeah. your zip code and it shows you all the McDonald's around you. It's it happens so often. There's like yeah. memes for this and jokes from the late night comedians yeah. are like, uh, this should be embarrassing for you McDonald's, know, right? Not to uh, not to reveal a certain level of neglect, but you know we did not as parents bring our kids to a lot of fast food restaurants so we just uh, we just didn't and uh you know uh, once they became teenagers i said hey who would like to try a shamrock shake yeah. from mcdonald's mm-hmm. and they all three of them were like yes let's go and mm-hmm. get a shamrock shake so i go to the one on allen street right yeah they're right there in uh, in springfield go to the one on allen street we uh, we drive in same thing as you and we and they, how how can we help you welcome to McDonald's yes uh four shamrock shakes mm-hmm. same thing machine busted yeah, yeah. Uh, what is that both McDonald's on the Mass Pike headed toward you where you live yeah both of those out there heading on west the both side, of yeah. them down for months and months yeah I don't understand that I I don't understand how a yeah. major corporation like that promotes these shakes and as one of their signature items. And then never has the machine working. You know, the explanation has been that it's a uh, it's a contract with a company, one contract with the same company that's been for years and years and years, mm-hmm. and uh, there's just not enough parts to fix all these things. Yeah. And and to me, it's like, okay, if you if you have a contract that is unfulfilling to the company's needs, find another vendor. Yeah, and so here's what's going on now. McDonald's is being sued by Kitsch, which is a startup that worked to fix the ice cream machine by inventing a device. 
Kitch's legal complaint was expected. McDonald's was accused of false advertising, hence the startup's co-founders, Melissa Nelson and Jeremy O'Sullivan, are requesting $900 million in damages. And they put their little pinky to their mouth. <laughs> right. Uh, since 2019, Kitch says there was a phone-sized device meant to fix McDonald's ice cream machine issues through installation. The device was meant to intercept each machine's internal communications. It was sent out to a smartphone on web interface in order to help owners fix their machines. Through November of 2020, uh, McDonald's sent out emails requesting all franchises remove the device from their machines. In the emails, McDonald's said Kitch's device violated the machine's warranties and intercepted confidential information. The fast food chain also said the device could lead to serious human injury. Kitch denied that claim, calling it uh, defamatory. Uh, Nothing is more important to us than quality food and safety. So basically, but they put the they put these uh, devices in to alert the owner, saying, "Hey." This machine's down. You better call the vendor that fixes these things and have somebody come out right away. Just as you were saying, Bax, about you have a contract with a company. Yeah. They're expected to fix these things. Any other company yeah. with with uh, with contracts mm-hmm. would say if it's not being for, if the contract is not being fulfilled, you move on and find another vendor. Well, and you know, it's one of their signature items. Like we talk about yeah. there, no other you, you don't pull up to a Burger King and order a Whopper. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. We we don't have the makings for a Whopper right. inside your, Or people don't call Rock 102. Hey, I'd like to hear Aerosmith walk this way. We never have to say, "Nope, sorry, all out of that." It never happens. You're right about that. At McDonald's, I mean, there are other th- items that they that they have that they, you know, it's like a, like like the McRib for example. Mm-hmm. It's not a year long menu item, mm-hmm. but they never run out of them. You never see anyone say, "Yeah, I went to McDonald's to get myself a McRib and they didn't have them." Yeah. I've never heard anyone say that. No. Never heard anyone say during the Lenten season I couldn't get my fillet of fish. They're yeah. always there during the Lenten season. And like I could care less about a chocolate or vanilla shake from McDonald's, but it's the uniqueness of that Shamrock shake. There's something about it that's like, you know, because it it always comes out in March every year. Because it's creamy, delicious, and, and, and it freshens your breath. And St. Patrick'sy. It's very St. Patrick'sy. You know, I've seen some people who are 100% Irish, who've been drinking all day long, that could yeah. use some sort of mint in their mouth. Yeah. It's just very frustrating. Uh, like, you you know, you brought up a good point, Dave. It's like going to Burger King. Hey, I've been to Starbucks before, and I'm like, I'd like a, like a venti cold brew or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, or iced coffee. And they're like, well, we don't have any iced coffee. And I'm like... Well, do you have ice? Yes. Well, do you have coffee? <laughs> this is your time to shine, young barista. Your time to shine. Earn that tip that I'm going to give you of a quarter. Yes, these are the lemons. Now make your lemonade, magician. Uh, but yeah, there you go. McDonald's uh, mm. still slacking on the and shake it, machine issue. You know, it doesn't seem like it would be that complicated right. of, a, of, a, of a resolution. Well, somebody who can make a better machine should step forward and offer a contract. You know, whatever, whoever the contractor is, private machines or the parts but, like you well, guys are I talking think, about. I think the yeah. issue is, is that whatever, whoever came negotiated this contract had a right of first refusal that goes on for the till on the end of time yeah so if you had a new machine mm-hmm. and you said this is going to be better than the ones mcdonald's has mcdonald's automatically has to tell the old contractor listen there's another guy with a better machine oh yeah well we're not budging yeah. so then all of a sudden those shake machines are going to your chick-fil-a or, it- or your uh, your smash burger or or uh, uh, Arthur Treacher's Fish and Chips. And I don't understand why another fast food company doesn't come forward and say, hey, you know what? We added mint to our shakes. You can come here. 
or just our machines are always working, or just go all Shamrock Shake, and that's all they serve there, and specialize in that, and deliver that year round. Really, Dave? That's what you come up with? That's it. <laughs> Glad we hired you. <laughs> it's 619 with Back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Oh. Classic Rock at 625 in the doors with Back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Going to be a half a cookie sun covered by a marshmallow uh, with a high of 36 today. Tomorrow, uh, going to be a big, bright glory hole in the sky with a high of 33. It is, uh, is fluffy pillows and half moons. In 32 in downtown Springfield right now. All right. We're talking about Shamrock Shake Machines breaking down at McDonald's. we got phone calls here. Rock 102. How's it going? I'm just calling about the uh, the, the Shamrock Shake issue you guys are having on, on the radio here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I live in Agawam. If you go, there's a McDonald's right here on Suffield Street. If you go 10 feet more, there's Captain Jimmy. Okay. Oh, yeah. You guys have heard of that. That place has amazing Shamrock Shakes. Huh? So see, I'm telling you, somebody's marketing off of it. That McDonald's or Captain Jimmy's has got the shamrock shake? Captain Jimmy's. Now, do they call it a shamrock shake, or do they have some other cute name for it? No, it says shamrock right there on the menu. Oh, there's a lawsuit waiting to happen. Do they add booze to it? (laughs) Do they add booze to it? uh, Not that I know of. They probably could. All right. I think they would. I would hope so. All right. Well, listen, If hey, if there's any other Shamrock Shakes out there, let us know. You know, uh, I'm thinking about this. Uh, I've been to Captain Jimmy's uh, several times mm-hmm. uh, over the last 10 years or so. You drink enough booze at Captain Jimmy's, you don't care what you're going to eat at the McDonald's on the way home. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> or or kind of like the uh, ice and the coffee together when you gave the barista the brilliant idea. Yeah, Maybe yeah. you just tell them that at Captain Jimmy's. Hey, you got booze back there. Yeah, you got, and, you, and you also got shamrocks. You got shamrocks. Exactly. You got shakes. <laughs> this is your time to shine, exactly. Captain Jimmy. That's go. it. Hey, Mayor Dom Sarno is going to be joining us after 7 o'clock. And today's also Thunderbird Thursday. Nate Costa from the Thunderbirds and Kathy Tobin. Uh, will be joining us uh, a little bit later on uh, today, too. Today I Learned is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Today you can learn how Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. Now it's time for Today I Learned! Back Stephen Dave on Rock 102. Today I Learned that in the 1950s, a psychiatrist had three paranoid schizophrenic patients who each believed they were Jesus Christ. He put them in a room together to see if their beliefs would change after confronting one another. And? Uh, yeah. Nothing really happened. They were all arguing with each other for three years to get living together inside of this mental hospital and arguing with each other which one was the prophet. And nothing got resolved. Well, if they were actually Jesus, don't you think they would have known the results of the argument ahead of time? I would have think so. I would have thought so, but that's not the case. As a matter of fact, this guy was such this doctor like messed with these people and sent them letters that uh, they believed were from their spouses or from their, you know, lady friends of the sure. Jesus world. That's pretty messed up. <laughs> yeah. And then he even said back in 1984 after he, you know, d- you know, finishes his uh, car- long career I really had no right playing God with these people. <laughs> really? What made you think yeah, to was, mess with the mentally ill that that would be a good idea? I may have been slightly unethical. Slightly but only a little bit. Slow. It still had to be worth a lot of laughs. And that is Today I Learned on Rock 102. And coming up next, 
in the news. There's still one part of Joe Biden's State of the Union address that's being puzzled over. We'll have it for you next on Rock 102. Pro-contractors depend on pro- It's 6.31 with uh, back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. Uh, if is, uh, with news, is Dave Coombs. What, once again, my title, or has that now been dismissed after well, you don't have to keep that title. Okay. That's completely up to you. See, uh-huh. for many years, Steve was the news douche, and then, you know, he has kids, and, you know, you want to have your kids know, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, you know, it's it's like career day at school. Well, what gotcha. does your dad do? He's a news douche. Yeah, he's a douche. Hey, you don't want that. No. All right, very good. More than two-thirds of American viewers had reacted positively to President Joe Biden's State of the Union address the other night. of Americans had a positive reaction, but based on CNN's poll, only 41% said they reacted, quote, very positively. That's a mark that matches CNN's previous low from 1998 in terms of high enthusiasm for speeches. And there was one aspect of the speech that we didn't cover yesterday on the show, and it was the very end of the speech where there was something puzzling that came out of Joe Biden's mouth. The United States of America. God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. Thank you. Go get him. What? What? Go go get him? What? Did... I missed a lot. Anyone? Bueller? I, Anyone? I, I have no idea. What? Is that like like a, go get him or go get him? It, Would it be just like more like universal? It sounded like go get him. One more time on the just the clip here. Uh, get him. Get him. Go get him. Him. Who? What? P- like Putin? Putin? Maybe. Uh, there's speculation that maybe he was reacting to, to something like it. Somebody was telling him, hey, you're going to have a, an aide meet you on the side of the, she's going to guide you down the steps. And, and no, then that talk, was. He was talking to Jill. Yeah. Get my pills. <laughs> Where's the morning, evening, and afternoon? Yeah. Go get him. Go get him. The, the pill. Yeah. yeah okay. Go maybe. get him. I need that pill. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, we're all of a certain age where, you know, we have brain farts and mm-hmm. forget what we're talking about. Sure. And, Get distracted with things and say things, you know, just you know, come out of your mouth without ever, ever thinking. Maybe this is one of the uh, one of those moments for Joe Biden where he thought he was going to say something and it just came out stupid. Yeah, or, or you know, he was trying to be, you know, patriotic and and you know, excited about the United States of America. And go get him. Maybe it was like, go get him, go get him, America, go get him, U.S. I like this guy's response on Twitter. Go get him. You got it, President Dad. <laughs> More like President Grandpa. Granddad. Right. Exactly right. Uh, speaking of leaders, a bunch of them continuing to step down from various colleges here in Western Mass. Mount Holyoke College President Sonia Stevens announcing she's leaving the South Hadley Institution for a similar job as president of the American University of Paris. Well, I didn't want to mention this on the air, but I've... Uh... I'm considering becoming the next president of Mount Holyoke College. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> yeah. I hate to dump that on you, too, but uh, it's a consideration. <laughs> wow. that's Congratulations. Gee, I wonder why you would want to leave South Hadley, Massachusetts for Paris. What kind of person would do something <laughs> yeah. like that? You'd have to be insane to want to leave that campus. Paris? <laughs> it is a beautiful campus, though. Yeah, it is. Lots of turnover here. In these big college jobs, Kathleen McCartney, we talked about this, exiting Smith College. Mm. Also, AIC president Vincent Maniaki 
will conclude a 17-year tenure next month and be I, replaced by Hubert Benitez April I 11th. I didn't uh, I didn't want to say this, but uh, and I'm glad uh, they announced uh, Mr. Benitez getting you the job. I was up for that one, too. Were you? Oh, yeah, had AIC. Well, I mean, all you're really going to do as a college president is collect a lot of money and uh, tell other people what to do. Oh, it's a simple gig. You could e- you could easily do that. Well, and would- then occasionally you'll get the, you'll close down a frat, tell one of the guys, fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to get through life, son. Yes. And that's it. Yeah, you'd be our you'd be our Dean Dean Wormer. That's it. Yeah. You'd be on double secret probation. Right. I cannot lie to you, Dean <laughs> Dean Martin. The test was mine. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, uh, Amherst College president Carolyn Biddy Martin leaving her position at the end of twenty one twenty two's academic year coming up. Little Biddy. You're digging a little bitty job somewhere. That is not an itty bitty job. I gotta believe that being a president of like an Amherst College. Yeah. It's got to be a well-paying gig. Yes, because that's like a that's like a sixty-two thousand dollar a year, yeah, school, right? I would take that gig. That that, is, one, that one has not been offered to me yet. Wow, that is now a mammoth gig because that's their new nickname. Remember, they changed from Lord Jeffs to Mammoths a couple of years ago. Oh, that's right, because mm-hmm. uh, there wasn't enough small pockets blankets to go around for everybody, so that's they right. had to change the name. Senator Ed Markey has pressed the federal government to wean itself off of fossil fuels, arguing that buckling under oil industry pressure and failing to make robust investments in electric vehicles is a big mistake being made by the state of Massachusetts and others. While we import $20 billion in crude oil from Russia, and that continues to pose significant threats to both public health and national security. So are we down with Ed Markey's plan to go more electric Boogie woogie woogie. Yeah, right. I th- I think we probably have enough to be dependent on our own with our own oil, don't we? Do we really need the Russians to be giving us? I mean, there's other countries that uh, got loads of oil. You don't need the Russian oil. All right, what about uh, Argentina? <laughs> right. Argentina's got a lot of oil. Though. Venezuela's got a lot of oil. Yeah, we can imperialize any one of those countries. We don't need Russia. Yeah, the most oil-rich country in the in the world is the United States. I think it was uh, Brazil was... Like, gas is like 79 cents a gallon down there. Mm-hmm. Let, me, uh, let me tell you about a story about a man named Jed. And this guy <laughs> was uh, a poor mountaineer, barely kept his family fed. Huh. And one day, uh, he was shooting at some food, yeah. and up from the ground came some bubbling crude. Hmm. Was it oil that was? Black gold. Texas tea. But yeah, the first thing you know, old Jed's a millionaire. Yeah. And the kinfolk said, Jed, Jed move away from, move there. Away from Get here. Get out of there. California is the place you ought to be. So they, they loaded up the truck and they moved to Beverly Hills, okay. that is. All right. Is there is there oil in Beverly Hills? I would imagine. Uh, that I know there's a cement pond there. There is. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that uh, all you got to do is shoot some bullets into the ground and boom, you got yourself a geyser. All right. Well, we've solved the problem. That's it. And he eventually became T. Boone Pickens. Did Remember he? That? No, I don't know. <laughs> no. Remember that guy that was he oh, was like yeah, the yeah. oil tycoon down in Texas? Oh, yeah. Whatever oh, yeah. happened to him? Did he die? I think T. Boone is dead. All right. So much for T-Boone. And as long as we're talking about Russia and Ukraine, Worcester is continuing to support Ukraine. That was evident Tuesday this week as the Ukrainian anthem played at a city council meeting in Worcester while the yellow and blue flag waved outside. I'm sure that provided loads of comfort to the people of Ukraine. <laughs> Just like all the memes you were talking about, Bax, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can, you can feel Russia getting nervous with all those memes. Or when the New Orleans Pelicans wear different colored socks. 
The yellow socks that they wore last night. Yes, yes. very, very supportive of gotcha. the Ukraine. Hey, a small private plane landed on 91 in Greenfield. Forced to make an emergency landing. This is exciting. You don't see this kind of thing every day, right? No, but you know what? I feel bad for the people who had to take an emergency landing in Greenfield. Like, of all the places you could you could have emergency landed, at least in downtown Springfield, get off and go to the Hall of Fame for a couple of hours. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. there's a there's a BJ's up there. There's a, you know, I think there's a pizza shop uh, around the corner. Methadone clinic. Well, they got that, too. <laughs> well... This happened because the plane developed mechanical problems. Neither of the two occupants of the plane were injured in the emergency landing on 91 in Greenfield. Police said the plane did not crash on the highway, but successfully completed an emergency landing. Right so on may- 91. Right on, and So maybe that was the best stretch and the, the, the best straightaway portion of 91, whereas Springfield would have been more crowded with traffic. This was a smart pilot, Steve. You know, you know what it is? He was trying to go to Deerfield, but he got screwed up with the new exit numbers. And he's like, well, which one is that? Is that the old 45 or is that the old 20? I, was, I don't get it. I was supposed to land at Yankee Candle. I have no idea where I'm going. This is ridiculous. You know, a couple of years ago, uh, Jenny and I were in uh, Rhode Island to the beach i think we were in uh, charlestown mm-hmm. at the time and we were, we were heading towards uh, t- towards the uh, the house we rented mm-hmm. and as we're driving there is one you know, one of those uh, little planes that's got like the banner behind it like yeah. those big banner ads and, yes yes okay so this guy is flying a plane and he's flying like right over this highway mm-hmm. and he's getting lower and lower and probably three cars ahead of us he drops the line that would normally hold one of these bent right on the highway. And so people are trying to avoid the rope and, yeah. and and it turns out this guy wind up crashing his plane just a few miles away from where that happened. Mm-hmm. Like just within like you know 5 or 10, ten minutes. I, I don't know what happened. There's some sort of mechanical issue with the with the plane. The guy winds up crashing, survives it. He didn't die. He yeah. survived it, but it was that was like literally right over our head. That's like crazy. three cars ahead of us. It is. And and it, if, if you're motoring along 91 and you see this developing, I suppose, wh- what do you do? Like if it's if you see the rear view mirror, for instance, coming from behind you, it's one thing. But if you see the plane coming at you and about to make a landing, do you what do you do? Do you do you slow down? Do you speed up? Well, does the plane have its uh, turn signal on? Uh, right, good point. I don't know. Is it about to exit? Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, there is that, the exit number. There is that rotary there, too. Oh, that's a big pain in the butt. That is a big pain in the butt. Uh, the only thing about uh, I there was one down, my mother used to live down in Venice, Florida, and uh, there was this, there was a small private airport near there. A lot of private jets for all the Ritz people, but there's also a lot of uh, Cessnas and stuff. Matter of fact, it was the airport where Muhammad Atta learned how to fly mm, no the plane wow. for 9-11. Your mom ever see him down there? No, but you know what? We, uh, My brother and I had gone into a bar maybe a couple of years after 9-11, and the, the bartender, that's all she wanted to talk about, were how, oh, I used to serve drinks to those guys. I'm like, uh, I wouldn't be proud of that. I don't know if that's... <laughs> Yeah, you don't you don't have like a memorial table and no. you know like in the corner of the bar. No, they were huge on Jaeger bombs. I mean, they were just like drinking oh, them things down left and right. But anyway, there was a, this was going back about ten years ago. There was a guy walking on this Casperson Beach down mm-hmm. in, down in Venice, Florida, and he's walking along. And he's got headphones on. This Cessna comes. He doesn't hear it because the engine is off and the thing is gliding to a crash on the beach. Wow. 
kills the guy. Oh my god! I know, and the and the pilot survived the plane crash. Wow! But he didn't hear it because he had earbuds in walking along the beach. Imagine that. You think, oh, you know what? I'm going to go out for a nice jog or a nice walk along the beach today because it's southern, sunny, uh, southwest Florida, mm-hmm. right? And boom, you get hit by a Cessna. Hate when that happens. Big. It, 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 does a Cessna have uh, propellers? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like that, like that dude who got the all Vic, chopped up. Vic and, Morrow. Vic Morrow. Well, I'm Vic Morrow. I was thinking more of like uh, the guy in the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, the yeah, guy yeah. fighting Harrison Ford. <laughs> yes, turns oh! around, gets a face full of pro- propeller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's probably what it was like. Yeah, it was gross. Well, this emergency landing on 91 in Greenfield was very Sully Sullenberger esque because they didn't contact any vehicles. They only blocked traffic briefly with their plane. Until troopers assisted in moving it to the breakdown lane, <laughs> allowing traffic to go by. So all's well that ends well. Hey, Adam and Eve's sex shop is worth stopping for. <laughs> <laughs> you, listen, you got to get the, all the places of note. That's right. Uh, mid, mid-30s today for the highs. Also for tomorrow, a little snow this morning turning into sun this afternoon. That's your news. And coming up next in today's mass hat, some illegal grave digging going on in Pennsylvania. Stay Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 649, and Alice Cooper on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave. Oh, it's going to be a little half moon this morning. Uh, Actually, a quarter moon. With a with a puffy cloud in front of it, and then uh, tomorrow this uh, like flashlight blinky thing in the sky with Ooh. a high of thirty three. Really? It's, uh, yeah, it's uh, marshmallowy right now and thirty two in downtown Springfield. Ah, uh, just a quick reminder: today is Thunderbird Thursday. A big stack of prizes for uh, one lucky winner. Not only you uh, get to go to uh, the Thunderbird game Saturday against the Providence Bruins, but there's also a bunch of other great stuff with it too: hats, koozies, and even some uh, vouchers for food and drinks. So that is coming up. After 8 o'clock, when we welcome uh, Nate Costa and Kathy Tobin uh, into the studio to talk about uh, some of the uh, the big plans they got going on over there. Well, when it comes to those tickets and all those prizes, uh, all, all I can say is uh, one thing here. Go get him. Go get him. Make him yours, right? Go That's get him. Go That's get him. But not yet. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> not yet, right, exactly. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. Yeah, we will crown one Nicole Chester, who's 33 years old and lives in West Mahanoy Township, Pennsylvania. She's facing charges after she had two men dig up the grave of her late boyfriend in order to steal the urn containing his ashes. Now, why would you need that? Didn't say. Police say she faces one felony count of institutional vandalism and one misdemeanor count each of theft, receiving stolen property, intentional desecration of a public monument, and also possession of drug paraphernalia as well. Because, of course, you have to have that to go along with everything else. You probably do. Was she looking to smoke the ashes? What was she doing? I, You know, it, it doesn't say. Uh, the case is still under investigation, and police are puzzled about that. So she's being questioned. She hasn't divulged why she desperately needed Maybe it was, you know, just very emotional for her, and she wanted the ashes back. Yeah, you know, I, uh, this, you know, to me, once the funeral is over with and, 
and uh, yeah, and we, we you either scatter the ashes or you know you know lower the uh, the casket into the grave. I I don't like dealing with a lot of dead stuff, even even uh, dead stuff of the people I care about. It's just like yeah, yeah, no, nah, I'm not, yeah, but I'm all good. It's just ashes. Yeah, but it's still, it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> no. so you don't have ashes on your mantle at home or anything, like that, anything from a loved one like that. Because I, I, I agree with you. I, I wouldn't want the urn of ashes hanging around because I'm sure I'd knock it over for one. Dave, I'll go one step further. Yeah. I don't even have a mantle. <laughs> well, for that very reason. I see a mantle in my house. I'm taking it down. And I don't want anybody, hang- I don't want anybody resting on top of my mantle. Gotcha. I like to uh, I like to suck the ash every once in a while. Really? Yeah, yeah. If I spill ash on the floor, I gotta suck it right up. Is that you know? a fact? Yeah, I'll be damned. Mm-hmm. Vacuum cleaner or some other device? Oh well, you can use many different methods to <laughs> suck up the ash off the floor, but yeah. uh, sometimes uh, you just need a little ash in your face. Man, the things you yeah, learn, absolutely, by the, by the people you associate mm-hmm. yourself with. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, when it comes to like ashes or, you know, bodies, it's like, yeah, I, yeah. Well, and what about, I, I go to the extra level and get a loved one to a taxidermist and have that loved one stuffed. Some people do that kind of thing, right? So. Yeah, there was a, I think it was a Tales from the Crypt episode from years ago where the guy was like smoking a cigar. He was a really, he was a real bastard to his, his wife and then she died and then yeah. he had the urn up on the mantle. And he was a big cigar smoker. And then he would every once in a while put the ashes of the cigar <laughs> into the thing. And then all of a sudden she came back in like, uh, uh, you know, spirit form, but in, in the form of ashes. Right. And then, uh, you know, terrorized the guy. It was one of the greatest uh, Tales from the Crypt episodes I've ever seen. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Well, and when it comes to ashes, I mean, do people, do, do they revisit the, do they go to, if they do have a mantle, unlike yeah. you, do they go there and grab the urn of ashes and like look inside every once in a while? Or is what? it just sort of the, the comfort of knowing that Grandpa Joe, well, to, you, I mean, you know, for lack of a better we, phrase, we, is up there? We have the urn of my late wife in our house. Okay. And then my girls have that. Okay. So, right. you know, it's it's more of a comfort thing, I think, I gotcha. for them. And then, you know, we call them urn turns every once in a while. They switch back and forth to who gets the urn. Okay. Well, that's clever. Yeah, very fun thing. And then uh, when I do something <laughs> stupid around the house, I hear it shake upstairs every once in a while. Like, don't do that! Don't do that! <laughs> is the top closed, or could it actually... Could you have an accident, is what I'm oh, trying to Dave, say. Dave, you know, now i got to tell you about this whole thing. <laughs> this was... Uh, the, the reason why we, this urn was from a discount urn place. Okay. Remember the guy, Lenny, yeah. that used to run the affordable urns and caskets out of Palmer? Yeah. Uh, so I called him and I said, hey, what can you do for me to get me into, get these ashes into an urn? And, uh, and he said, look, you don't need to spend. And he, and he, was, he, he was such a nice, he, he is a nice guy. He mm-hmm. just, he doesn't do this anymore. But he, he actually, I think he works for a, a funeral home now. Yeah, but he, he gave you a thermos. He gave no, it wasn't a thermos. <laughs> you sure it wasn't a thermos? A Dixie cup, a but, red solo cup. But he, he was a guy who walked you through the whole gotcha. process, okay. which which was very helpful because mm-hmm. you know it's like the last thing you want to think about. Yeah. And you and he, the point was that you didn't have to be swindled by some of these funeral homes to buying the things that they're selling versus what you you're allowed to put your, your loved one's remains in any kind of uh, couple of questions. Yeah. So you, you don't need to go ceramic. No. Or, or something fancy, right. but then the ones that you're allowed to, are there regulations for the types of urns that you're, quote, allowed to put the ashes in? I'm Because I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know about the burial 
part of that. Okay. There might be, because I know that there are certain things that you have to have, like you have to have one of those uh, encasements when somebody, like a body is buried. Okay. I'm not exactly sure how that that works with, with urns, but they do give it to you. It's basically like a Ziploc bag mm-hmm. from the funeral home inside of a plastic container that you can take and transfer to another and Thing. what were the price points on these various affordable urns? This one was forty four ninety five, my friend. <laughs> and you could have spent up to like, you know, six hundred, seven hundred dollars. Really? Well, and even more than that, depending on what you, it's all about what wow. your taste right, is yeah. and what you want. Like how much do you really love the person um, you uh, you've lost? Well, they don't but, know. They don't know what kind of urn their ashes are in. They're long gone at but, that point. But, but she was very frugal. Yeah. And this was from the scratch and dent section on the website. Oh, okay. So you know, it so kind she, of fit the it fit everything. She huh? would appreciate. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I get like, it. Like when it comes to like uh, your funeral planning, you go into one of these places and uh, you know, kick a few caskets to see what's going on. Well, that's cool. Now, what was the name of the place that you went to again? To get it was that? it was called Affordable Urns and Caskets. It was no longer oh. in business. So right, yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, it was a it was a great service for people who really didn't know how to navigate the whole funeral home business because people can get screwed. It, sure. it is a sales game in the end. You're, they're upselling you things that you don't need. Gotcha. One of my favorite ones was the guy who said he, they, they tried to sell my mother this six hundred dollar pillow for their his father that died. Six hundred. And he's like, Mom, Mom, go to Bed Bath and Beyond. That's why they call it that. <laughs> I got I got a throw pillow on my couch that'll do just fine for free. Exactly. I have a throw pillow that says Life ain't a garden. Stop acting like a hoe. <laughs> That's the one we go. Your mom would have appreciated. She would have absolutely. She had it. It was her pillow. <laughs> it's six fifty seven with back Steve and Dave and Rock one hundred two. Bush. On Rock 102, that's Rush with the back, Steve and Dave. Good morning. Uh, it is going to be uh, some leg nog covering the glory hole this morning with a high of 36. <laughs> Tomorrow, a big flashy glory hole and a high of 34. Ooh. It's 31 in downtown Springfield. You know, it is always a distinct honor and pleasure to welcome back His Excellency, the mayor of Spring, the longest serving mayor in Springfield's long history, Mayor Dominic Sarno. Good morning, sir. How are you? Morning, Bax and Steve and Dave. Uh, I know Elton John says Rocket Man. You're the Bicycle Man. And uh, hold on, I got to take a sip out of my Shamrock Shake. <laughs> yeah. right you dirty, you well, dirty dingbat you with your Shamrock Shake. That intro, but that gastric bit, that tape you did yesterday was. It's good to laugh with all the negative stuff going on uh, in Ukraine and all the way down in our country to listen to you guys got great chemistry but that rival blazing saddles a campfire scene and Eddie Murphy <laughs> nutty professor at the dinner table uh, it's great to be on and I'm I'm glad I'm sort of like your first guest. I know you couldn't get Steven Tyler or anything like that. No, 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 no. We we decided we decided to get somebody bigger. And uh, yeah, I don't know I don't know about that. And let me just say, Mayor, I'm sorry that you lost your Bentley or your Lamborghini that's now at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, yeah. listen, I drive a I drive a Ford. Uh, what the hell is it? Uh, uh, Fusion. Okay. <laughs> That's what I drive, and I'm happy, and I'm happy with it, too. There you go. Are you telling me that the mayor of this fine city drives around in a fusion? <laughs> That's right. I'm fusion it, baby. you <laughs> you got to get yourself a Yugo, my friend. You got, don't those cars sort of break down and stuff? I think uh, a little bit, yeah. I would have thought you'd pick up, like, a dirt bike and drive it around town. Oh, uh, now, now you yeah. want to get me really uh, yeah. going. Don't, don't huh? get him angry I'll, now. Hey, yeah, uh, you, I'll tell you what. We got a little surprise coming up for those. Uh, well, I'm I'm on a uh, 
I can't say what I want to say. Well, <laughs> but you know what? I feel the very same way. There's lots of things I want to say and can't want and can't say in front of you either. But you know, this uh, this problem with the dirt bikes has gone on for a long period of time. But it's, you know, it's not just the dirt bikes. You know, it's just you know, plain bicycles. You know, driving and and you know, some of the busiest streets in town: yeah. Page Boulevard, Boston Road, you know, Main some Street. Some of the the kids uh, w- sometimes I'll stop and uh, I won't say confront, but talk to uh, some of the kids in, on the bikes. And, and most of the kids on the bikes aren't bad kids once you talk to them and make a little fun of yourself, saying, "She's like, you know, the trick I couldn't do that. I'd fall right on my behind." But guys, can you do me a favor, you know, stay on the the curbside. Most are good. The dirt bikes, who I've had confrontations with, uh, they have to be handled a different way. Uh, they don't even realize they're putting themselves in harm's way, but they are putting innocent pedestrians, vehicular traffic in harm's way. Very traumatic. Uh, as you know, people have gotten hurt. Uh, God forbid somebody's going to get killed, but Commissioner or Superintendent of Police, uh, Cheryl Clapper and the team working with the state police, uh, uh, we have some plans and uh, we have some surprises for them. I uh, appreciate the patience of the public. Again, we, we don't get any backup many times from the courts. The courts, Governor Baker was just in town yesterday with Lieutenant Governor Polito, and I've testified for his dangerousness bill and my bill, hearing bill on these you know, repeat, violent, uh, prolific offenders that continue to uh, perpetuate this mayhem in our streets and neighborhoods, but yet they keep you know, getting let out. Yeah. And, and, and that's all I'm saying. That's a 1% or 2% there, but uh, that's something... Um, that we're going to try to put a stop with. We're working with Holyoke. We're working with a uh, uh, Chickabee too. Yeah, it's that, you know that, completely disrespectful. That's that's Dominic. That you know we've been talking to you about that for years. That you know it's yeah. it's the it's the biggest cause of frustration for law enforcement all across yeah. the state to have a guy or a woman, you know, whoever it may be, you know, commit a crime, then be out immediately because of the way you know bail is set in in this state, and it's just a matter of uh, you know setting bail. To ensure that you return to court, not because of how dangerous you may be to the public, and it, you know, to me, it's like it just doesn't make any sense, and no, it's not they're, convenient they're, anymore. Actually, I tell the uh, defense attorneys, some of them, and, uh, and uh, not all the judges, but it's you know, the return back to court. Is my, I, my point here is they are returning back to court after committing the same, if not worse, crime, whether on a GPS bracelet or monitor. And where is the stand-up? for the victims, for the residents, for the business community. Again, I'm all for rehabilitation and empowerment uh, where it's warranted. I you know, used to do stuff like that, the old South Bend Community Center and with the Bill Bennett's office. But these are hardcore, repeat violent offenders. I don't care what creed, color, or background. Everywhere I go in the city, I'll hear the same thing from a resident's business community. Hey, what the hell? Or, or a victim. What the hell is this person doing on the... Uh, uh, the street. So uh, we're going to keep pushing it with the governor and dangerous bill and the, the bail hearing uh, bill. And speaking of legal stuff, and I know you know him very well, i got to give a shout out to my city solicitor, my counselor, Eddie Pakula, uh, who's the longest serving uh, city solicitor in city's history under Charlie Ryan and under myself. He's retiring uh, next week, and we're doing a little uh, coffee soiree for him, and he's been uh, very good and valuable. So, Eddie. Thank you, and we wish you all the best. You know, you know, his daughter used to babysit my kids. I know. That's why, yeah, yeah, Chrissy, yeah. Cr- yeah. Great, wonderful woman. Yeah, but she's, uh, yeah. yeah, she used to babysit all three of my kids. Yeah, and you guys, i got to tell you, great uh, uh, great chemistry, and, and it, I told uh, uh, Steve when I spoke to him yesterday on it that it is, with everything going on in this world, or uh, in the country, and state, and the city, 
it is good. You need humor. You need to laugh. We need to laugh at ourselves. We can't take ourselves too seriously. You guys. Well, well, well really thank you for providing me with hours of material, sir. <laughs> well, I could do some other stuff there, too, but I, I, better, I better not. You know? yeah. We're listening to uh, Springfield Mayor Dom Sarno on Rock 102. And yesterday. Oh, bicycle man. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got the scars to prove it still, Dom, know, as well. I know. I remember last year. Yeah, so uh, we were yesterday talking about your new five-member police commission yes. and how not everybody had backgrounds in criminal justice. We thought that uh, maybe because yes. you liked the diversity on that staff. Exactly, uh, Dave. You hit it right on the head. It is a very diverse board, uh, and uh, not only in, in makeup but professional background. Four of them served uh, very honorably on my community police hearing board, which I created by executive order. But you have uh, Dr. Gary Birdie, the academia side. Uh, he's a professor at Criminal Justice Springfield College and Director of Public Safety Amherst He was on the Community Police Hearing Board. Madeline Fernandez, I wanted to bring her in. She's a 20-year veteran with the Sheriff's Office, Nick Kochi. She directs that reentry program. That's a different perspective there. Masters of Public Administration, the concentration of uh, criminal justice, Westfield State, uh, where I graduated from, too. Robert C. Jackson, well-known with the community. Private business owner, security business, longtime community activist. He was original member, one of my original appointees at Community Police Hearing Board. He just won the Ubarra Award uh, 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 this year uh, as far as the uh, civil rights and, and uh, community activity. Norm Roland is a former school committee member, community advocate for many, many years, and he was just recently on the Community Police Hearing Board. And then Al, Albert Trangese, Al Trangese, I needed the HR, uh, a labor-type activity. He's retired from American Saw. And uh, Lennox, he, he was their manager there. And that gives a different perspective. And he's been a community member, Springfield resident uh, all his life. He was one of the original members of the uh, community police hearing board. But well, here's the bottom line. No matter what she's called, uh, a superintendent of police, a su- a police superintendent, Cheryl Claproot is in charge. She is the leader. She has done a tremendous job with my dedicated men and women in blue. And she will continue to carry out all the activities, day-to-day managerial activities. This board, I've been tasked them, as with the SJC, they will handle discipline and will have the final say in uh, discipline uh, on it. So this is something that I wanted to do with the city council in codifying an ordinance that we had, but some of them didn't want to, to do that. Subpoena powers, I've always wanted those subpoena powers for this board, and now they have it. So we're going to continue moving forward. You know, Cheryl's put a number of initiatives forward. That body-worn cameras, best thing we ever did. Retired Commissioner Bill Fitchett and I pushed for it years ago. It is the best thing that we've ever done. It gives accountability on both sides of the issue, and complaints against our police department are down tremendously. Well, let me, let me and add- I'm going off things that occurred seven, eight years ago. Tom, I, I, I mean, the, the, the people that are on the board, no question, you know, they, they have earned, uh, they have they have the uh, the background to serve yep. very well on this commission. But, you know, obviously you can't, I mean, there's really no way to satisfy everybody in no. a situation like this. And there are plenty of people that are a little, uh, you know, concerned that there was no community input in selecting who was going to be on this well, commission. How do, how do you address that concern? under the authority and the responsibility of the mayor, uh, which is me, and I take it very seriously. You know, I had some other very dedicated members on this civilian uh, community police uh, uh, hearing board. 
and they didn't make it either. And that those were difficult decisions I had to uh, uh, make on it. And again, uh, the buck stops with me. If people feel that I'm doing a, a good job, uh, then they'll uh, run on my record. They'll reelect me. If they don't, then they won't elect me. But here's the thing: as you said, Beck, I can't make everybody happy. Uh, and uh, whether it's uh, the slings and arrows or the accolades, whether I deserve them or not, they're going to come my way no matter what decisions I make. I just try to base my decisions on good government and uh, try to surround myself huh. with good people uh, that are going to tell me the pros and cons of a situation. Dom, I'm a little upset you didn't ask me to be part of that uh, police commission. I could have been the guy pretending you're, you're to be on, you in the meeting. You were on, you were on that... Uh, uh, the shortlist? Uh, yeah, the, the longest. real, real, yeah. longer short list. <laughs> yeah. The longest of the short list. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it was, uh, you know, I, Stephen Tyler, yeah. yourself, uh, <laughs> on it. But these are, listen, we have a, a great, great, beautiful mosaic of Springfield, great, great people in the city of Springfield, all creek colors and backgrounds. These individuals, again, four of them have served uh, very honorably for a number of years on the, uh, the former community police hearing board that I created. And I brought a new member in, Madeline Fernandez. And, and when you look at this, this really reflects uh, uh, the mosaic of the city of Springfield. And, and they have uh, unquestioned integrity, uh, professionalism. You didn't hear a lot about them on the board because they did their job uh, on it. So I'm not looking to play politics uh, on this. I want to make sure uh, that the residents and the business community, our police department, are well-served all around, and if there's a situation that has to be looked at, we will look at it and uh, act appropriately. But I think the body-worn cameras, as you've seen, evident in a couple of issues that happened recently in the city a few months ago, uh, you know, the old uh, TV tagline, the film at 11, and, and that, that shows exactly what happened or what did not happen. All right. Well, we appreciate okay. the time. Springfield Mayor Dominic Sarno on with us more, Mayor Dom Dom. And I tell you, if I go into that police commission, I'm going to go out. Listen, all of yous out here might not have criminal background experience, but I am an academia nut, just like that coachy over there. Macadamia well, nut. they have some criminal justice experience and police experience. Plus, they bring shamrock shakes. Ah, Absolutely. Good. Well, thank you so much for the time this morning. And, all right. And, and Dom, can I just say, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to meeting you and hanging out with you at the Western Mass Baseball Hall of Fame induction dinner next oh, week. Oh, yeah. I'm a, listen, I was honored when they asked me to do that. I'm a, I wore the tools of ignorance as an old catcher. And, oh, High school legion and the college ball and stuff. So I was, and I have a couple of dear, dear friends that are going. And one who passed away, uh, Coach Brian Collins, with Mark DeFranco, and uh, we lost Gary, uh, uh, Gary Brown. Uh, but some good friends that I know that are being inducted uh, uh, this year, and I'm looking forward. We'll have a few laughs. And uh, maybe I'll wear my uh, catchers, my old catchers. Gear. All right, we're go. gonna have a weekly segment called the name dropping segment with Mayor Domino. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you like that? You got Eddie Pagula, you got a coach, right you got all these people out here. Mayor Dominic yeah, Sarno. Yeah, that's right. Dom, it's great. Right, hey, listen. Yeah. Continued success, and uh, uh, thanks for making us uh, laugh and laugh at ourselves and laugh at you and put a smile <laughs> on our face because we desperately need that now in the world. Uh, in the country, in the state, and in Springfield. People uh, got to start coming together. Well, thank you for being a dingbat, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a compliment. I'll take that. Take it. I, take I, listen, it. I've been called worse. I'll <laughs> Mayor Dominic Sarno. Not everybody Sarno. waves at me with all five fingers, you know. It's, yeah. good, it's good to talk to you. We'll, we'll catch uh, up soon.
see you guys. You bet. Shamrock Shake to go. There you go. 724 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. GG87897777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. It's 727 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Uh, it's going to be uh, today, I'll tell you right now, because uh, I just lost my weather. Do you have a weather in forecast? Yeah, yeah, mid, yeah mid-30s here. today and tomorrow, and there's some snow in the area right now, depending on where you are, but it's going to dissipate, and we're going to have sun this afternoon. All right, thank you. I, I, I don't. That. I can't do the emoji weather. I just don't. No, have. it's fine. You don't I, have to. I, I, I uh, for I mistakenly uh, X'd it out. Yeah. Well, it yeah. takes a certain level of talent to uh, to right. do that. I, so. ha- I don't have that. So, well, I, I wouldn't say. I don't want to say. You know, you don't have the talent. It just you know, this <laughs> Steve's been you know cultivating it for years. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, real quick, uh, and and something uh, serious that uh, you know, many of us here at Rock One Two are uh, are kind of uh, feeling today. Uh, Peter Bloom was the brother of one of our uh, our former traffic manager Kristen McCauley. Uh Peter was uh was on our softball team for many many years. Uh and uh, he died this week. Um I don't know the the exact causes but but uh, he was he was a a fire lieutenant in Vernon, Connecticut and uh Pete was a wonderful wonderful guy and uh, our we want to extend our condolences to his his family, his friends, and to the uh, the town of Vernon. He, Pete was just a mountain of, of a man, both inside and out, and uh, we're going to miss him. We're going to miss any anyone who played uh, softball with us or against us will remember our first baseman, Pete Bloom. He was just the... He was part of our 1,500-pound infield, if you can imagine wow. that. <laughs> it was a thick, meaty infield, which mm-hmm. things barely got out to the outfield, but but, uh, but Peter Bloom and his family, uh, our condolences to you. We're going to miss you a lot. Absolutely. It's uh, 729. News is next to Rock 102. It's uh, 731 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, Yankee Home is offering $1,400 off installation with no money down, no payments, and no interest for a full year. Visit YankeeHomeImprovement.com and always use the keyword Rock 102. It's time for news, and here's Dave Coombs. So our thanks to Dom Sarno, the mayor of Springfield, for joining us. He was talking about Charlie Baker's recent visit to Western Mass. What we didn't get to was the new baker Polito administration's announcement of money for folks in Massachusetts. $500 payments coming in March as part of the COVID-19 Essential Employee Premium Pay Program. The first round of payments will be distributed by the end of March to about a half a million qualified mass residents. According to the state, the checks will automatically be mailed out, and residents do not need to do anything to receive one. What is the qualifications in order to uh, get this uh, said money? Family income based on number of residents in the home. So, in other words, uh, you know, you get more if you have more people living in the home, but you have to be underneath a certain Mm. minimum salary. Well, working here, I'm sure (laughs) I'll qualify for that uh, $500. Yeah, you got three people in the house, right? Yeah. See, it's just I, I, it's just me and, and my it, wife and an income of thirty one thousand dollars. What are you gonna do with all that money? Steve? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll get five hundred bucks and go crazy at the Dollar Tree this weekend. Yeah, there you go. Imagine, all right. Imagine five hundred bucks at the Dollar Tree or the Dollar General. <laughs> Man, that you you're talking oh, about? Wait, you practically clear out the entire I'm inventory. Tear that shiznit up. Man. And wait, didn't one of those dollar stores recently announce that they're gonna start adding more? 
costly and premium items that are yeah, but you above got five hundred dollars in your pocket. You can still get a lot of stuff for five hundred bucks at the Dollar Tree. Well, you and others can check out a chart that was listed mm-hmm. on various news outlets, including uh, WesternMassNews.com, Twenty Two News, and MassLive.com. There's a chart showing you, you know, where you might fall with regard to the number of residents in your home and the minimum salary that is enjoyed in that household and whether or not you qualify for these payments. Hey, uh, not for nothing, but uh, we're getting news of a uh, incident uh, around the North End Bridge and apparently tra- traffic is uh, is backed up everywhere, even on uh, 291. So if you're uh, driving through that area, just be aware something's going on. We don't have a lot of details, but if, if, when we find out, we'll let you know. And if you're sitting in that traffic, uh, you're going to have to listen to this. Oh, my God. Imagine that. You poor bastards. As it wasn't bad enough you're in a traffic jam. We're the only thing worth listening to around here. <laughs> Proud of it. Hey, big drug bust in Holyoke recently. Police releasing the identity of a homeowner after more than $1 million worth of marijuana was homeowner seized. Homeowner says what? How about? Homeowner says what? $1 million worth of marijuana. A search warrant conducted after information was received of the possible illegal growing operation from the Holyoke Board of Health and Holyoke Fire Department. More than 800 pounds of the stuff worth an estimated street value of, want to guess what 800 pounds of marijuana is worth on the street? Mm. Let's see. How much have I smoked? I've smoked about <laughs> 600 pounds uh, mm-hmm. so far. Yeah, yeah. How much have you spent? spent? Uh, probably, uh, I would say uh, 3 million bucks. 1.6 million. Oh, okay. Half of that. Half of that. Well, there's so much of it now that the prices have dropped, probably, right? But again, you know, Dave, you weren't living around here during how the history of this thing unfolded. Mm -hmm. And they made it medically legal first. And then, but they also made it legal for people to grow it in their homes up to six plants per person. Gotcha. You know, so when the, you know, that took the heat of law enforcement off a lot of places. They stopped doing drug raids and things like that because. You know, people were illegally allowed to have this thing. Matter of fact, I believe it was the day before the law changed. They were at some like old lady's house in Northampton doing this big drug bust because she had two plants growing in her right, backyard. Right, right. So now that that's all gone, now they're focused on these huge operations. But it kind of let people get out of control with the growing operations going, hey, you know what? Nobody's really paying attention to this. Why not just start our own marijuana? Gotcha. How many plants you got at your house, by the way? I have zero. <laughs> okay, yeah. so you're well under those six well, I mean, plants. Yeah, I they, yeah, I mean, the, the, the rules are pretty right. specific. It's If, if, you're, if you're living alone mm-hmm. and life is making you lonely, yeah. you can grow downtown. Oh, I see what you did. A little Petula wow. Clark there. Yeah, that's right. But six plants if you're like a single individual. But there are two adults in the house, mm-hmm. then you can have 12 plants. Ah. And the funny part about it is if you got yourself a green thumb, yeah. one, I would go to an emergency room because you clearly have frostbite. But mm-hmm. if you do, uh, that means you yield a ton of weed mm-hmm. all for yourself. And, I, and I'm not sure how the law works. Somebody explained this to me one time. Technically, you could have up to 99 plants in your house before the federal threshold of going into you know federal prison for the rest of your life. Which is ironically also the number of luff balloons that you can have in your house at one time. Yeah, yeah I believe fill it with uh, weed. Nina. Nina? Is it Nina? Nina. 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 Yeah, Nina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one. Well, back to this drug bust. 800 pounds of marijuana. Estimated street value of $1.6 million. According to Holyoke Police Captain Matthew Moriarty, the home located on 107 Cross Road, owned by one Xinjuan Chen, 
The utilities are listed under Jinji Chen, who has an address in Flushing, New York as well. Currently, the location of both people unknown and no arrests have been made because nobody was home when they invaded the property. Well, that's how they usually catch these folks mm-hmm. is the high electric bills coming from, you know, but with my last electric bill from her Eversource, how the <laughs> hell are you supposed to tell who's growing and who's not? You would you would think I'd, <laughs> I, I've got a whole dispensary yeah. in my house. Yeah, with all the bills that came out for January, people were like, what? I'm growing weed in my house? This is a lot of energy I'm using. And as long as we're on the drug topic, mm-hmm. here's a guy who didn't learn anything from watching Walter White on Breaking Bad about how dangerous drugs can be. A Pittsfield guy suffered life-threatening injuries last week after causing an explosion when extracting illicit hash oil from his cannabis products. Yeah, I read the story. They didn't say how it happened. Well, you got to. I guess you have to know how scientifically you would extract hash oil from cannabis i i got nothing on that well he must have been doing it like a commercially mm-hmm. i know they sell these little machines that you can buy it's like it's called the magic butter machine mm-hmm. and it, you basically put like two ounces of weed into it it's almost like a bread maker mm-hmm. you put all the ingredients in and then like two to four hours later gotcha. you get this oil or you got butter or yeah. whatever you want to make nice so it must be He's obviously selling this in mass amounts, uh, you know, to people, the vapes and all that I guess, stuff. Yeah. So similar wonder- to Walter White and Breaking Bad, right? With his ca- version, his whatever he was selling meth, right? But I kind of wonder what was the thing that caused the explosion. They don't really no. elaborate on that. No, they don't. But and, tell them how they found out about it. Well, first of all, Pittsfield Fire Public Safety officials are now warning residents of fire safety issues along these lines, because there may be other people doing this kind of thing. Uh, you go ahead and deliver the blow. Go ahead. Yeah, so basically how they how they found out about this whole thing was the guy, he didn't go to the hospital right away. Right. He waited a few days, then went to a hospital. And hospitals, which I didn't know this, that if there's a certain, there's like 5% body burns, the hospital has to report how that thing happened to the state fire marshal's mm-hmm. office. So this guy must have said, who's making weed? You know. <laughs> that's probably exactly how he said it, yeah, too. And right? then, and then the, the, that's how they, they, they came to be with this thing. But uh, that's uh, to burn yourself making hash oil. Well, you know, it's uh, it's actually pretty easy to do. Uh, you know, there's a lot of safety protocols to consider. I mean, you know, there are a lot of people who do with the with a double boiler or a pressure cooker. And, you know, next thing you know, boom, it's, it's kind of a sloppy mess. I mean, they're very... Uh, various extraction methods, uh, mostly involving a solvent such as a butane or ethanol. And as you know, those are highly combustible uh, gases. I mean, hash oil is usually consumed by smoking, vaporizing, or eating it. And hash oil may be sold in cartridges used uh, with pen vaporizers. I mean, we could talk about this for hours, but... Yeah. I didn't understand nothing about that, man. The hell you didn't. I was going to make some hash oil, but, but then, then I, I got, got high. high. I was going to sell it on the street, but, but then, then I, I got, got high. high. Now I'm in the burn unit. Tell me why. Why, man? Because <laughs> I got high. Because I, I got high. Because I, I got high. All right, Afro man. Let's move on. <laughs> Good for you for knowing that it was uh, Afro man. Come on, man. So, listen, Dom Sarno was talking about how we need to laugh, mm-hmm. which is what we just did right there. And he said, you know, look, entertainment is necessary here in Western Mass and elsewhere during these times we're going through. So, I say that because Cirque du Soleil 
is bringing its ice show, Crystal, back to Massachusetts. Oh, a long-awaited uh, national treasure is back. Yeah, this has nothing to do with meth, by the way. This show is named Crystal for another reason. And their performances will be happening in Amherst and Boston this summer. Crystal will take the audience on a journey into what they're calling, in a press release, a, quote, whimsical frozen playground where oh. ice skating of all kinds mingle with acrobatics and aerial feats of daring to, do. I don't mean to sound like a downer, but mm-hmm. anytime I see the word whimsical, yeah. that tells me I'm not buying tickets. You know, I was at the Mardi Gras the other day, and uh, for half the price of what they're selling these tickets for, mm-hmm. I saw Cirque de Hole <laughs> right. by Crystal, right. who was performing. Crystal Chandelier, I believe her name. And was, nice. any, and was there any part of her that was whimsical? Oh, yeah, it was whimsical. <laughs> oh, I right. don't think it was whimsical yeah. at all. Ugh, I, that, that, a... I've seen those performances. There's no whimsy. But I'm sure she was doing, quote, acrobatics and aer- aerial feats of daring. Oh, do, right? absolutely. Sweet. More flimsy, less whimsy. I like your C-section scar. <laughs> That's purdy. We could make a volcano out of that, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> That's dangerous, too. Don't mess around with those volcanoes. Not not every stripper has to have her ovaries. (laughs) What what do you need those for? (laughs) The Cirque du Soleil Crystal Show, by the way, will come to the Mullins Center at UMass from May 19th to May 22nd for six performances, then move on to BU's Aganis Arena from June 1st to June 12th. Fifteen performances there coming up. Fantastic. All right. So, uh, weather for today, some snow lingering right now. That'll give way to sun this afternoon. We'll have mid-30s for the highs today and tomorrow. Don't forget, coming up on Sunday, we might hit 60 degrees, a lot of rain forecast for Sunday. And straight ahead in Now Hear This, don't go anywhere because we've got a guy in Florida with a great excuse for speeding and missing toddlers in Arizona. All that and more. Now hear this straight ahead on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Club. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As most of you know, Major League Baseball has already canceled the first two weeks of the upcoming season due to the lockout with the Players Union. Now, it's been a long time. Since baseball has canceled games due to a negotiating standoff. But as you know, these collective bargaining sessions are complicated situations filled with nuance, complexity, and a surprising amount of complicated math. Even after negotiating for 16 hours the other day, the lockout isn't any closer to being resolved today than it was 100 days ago when this thing first started. Now, if you're old enough to remember the 1994 lockout, you might recall there were quite a few angry baseball fans who emphatically stated, well... That's it. Based upon the eradication of the final 44 games of the regular season and the cancellation of the World Series and the introduction of replacement players, I'm never going to watch another baseball game as long as I shall live. Two decades later, you're not only back to watching baseball again, you're also back to protesting changes to the baseball schedule, vying to never watch baseball again for the second time. Listen, I get it. You got yourself a new labor agreement in 1995, and you think it's going to last forever. And when things go south, they start canceling games. 
your anger and bewilderment suddenly make you an expert in collective bargaining agreements and organized labor. The truth is, there are all kinds of things that happen during these negotiations that we're not privy to and have no business getting involved in. But cancel a few games and everyone starts pointing fingers, insisting that the owners are screwing the whole thing up, forgetting that the players' union might also share some level of responsibility for the breakdown as well. Thank goodness I'm not involved in situations like this. I'm merely a fly on the wall, minding my own business, because the unfair backlash of that sort of thing would almost be enough to drive me up a wall. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The New York Times tested all kinds of gas grills, and guess what? They say that the Weber Genesis grills are the best. And you know what? They are. Weber Genesis grills are on sale all month long at Rocky's. Get a good deal now and get ready for a delicious summer of grilling with your new Weber at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Classic Rock at 750 in Boston on Rock 102. You got a uh, truck stop push pop in the sky today with a high of 34. <laughs> Tomorrow, a glory hole burrito in the sky with a high of 39. It is a sloppy uh, Gomez right now in uh, 33 in downtown Springfield. Hey, real uh, real quick, uh, Thunderbird Thursday is today. Nate Costa from the Thunderbirds will be here along with Kathy Tobin, who is now the director of annual giving and events at Bay State. Uh, T-Birds Pink in the Rink is coming up on uh, Saturday against the Providence Bruins. We'll have uh, tickets to that game, plus a bunch of other great stuff coming up with uh, with Nate and Kathy after 8 o'clock. It's 7.50 here on Rock 102. Now hear this. Now hear this. Do you truly hear what I'm saying? Sound off like you got a pair. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. We do have three juicy sound clips for you today. 7.52, by the way. Oh, it is? Yeah. Wow. It says 7.51 on my computer. we got to coordinate all these clocks. I got a 51 here. You want to touch my clock? Is that what you want, <laughs> only, only You want to come over here and put your hand on my clock? Only with rubber gloves and only for scientific purposes. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so, uh, the first story and first piece of sound comes from Flagler County, Florida, where a man was recently pulled over for speeding. And here is the audio from the body cam of the police officer. You know the reason I stopped you? Yeah, I'm sorry. I had. How fast do you think you were going? 40? Don't even. 50. 50? 50 and a 30. Oh, I'm so sorry. I just found out, I'm trying to tell you the truth, I just found out that Putin said he's going to launch nuclear thermal war against the world. I was trying to get back to my house to find out what was going on. Sounds like a good excuse to me. He needed to get back to the house so he could see what was going on. Did that work? Did the cop buy it? Doesn't say. That's not part of the story. I don't know. Well, we don't know whether it worked or not. What, what, what the outcome was from this? No. I, this is the problem with these these news stories, that these services don't tell you the outcome. It's just more about the headline. Right? Yeah. Well, the guy said, you know, go to Putin. Well, did the, the cop go, oh, yeah, you're right. Thermal war is coming. You go right ahead. <laughs> yeah. Here's a warning. That's, that's, a, that's a good enough excuse. Yeah. I don't need to pull you out of the car and give you a tune-up for that. <laughs> I, it didn't sound like he was buying what the guy was selling. Well, to me. To me, anyway. I don't know. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have bought it either. Uh, but I, you know, that would have been the thing. That was the highlight of the cop's day. Hey, guys, get a load of this. This guy said uh, Putin was going to bomb us with nuclear bombs, and he wanted to get out of the speeding ticket. Yeah, I gave him, like, two. Yeah. It's times like these. I'm so glad I'm wearing a body cam. What Doesn't uh, doesn't pooping, uh, I have to poop, uh, say, uh, please let mm. me out of this traffic I ticket? have used that excuse multiple times, and I still get written a ticket. 
and you probably soil yourself no, after no, waiting no, there. No, 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 none of that. None of that. What is that? Uh, it's just my computer. I'm trying to figure out the outcome to this well, I story. I kind of like here. it. No, all right. I kind of like Ooh, it. Kind of like a... think music in a way. Ooh, yeah, yeah kind of like uh, like on Jeopardy. Bex, are you thinking? I'm are you thinking, thinking what I'm thinking? I'm thinking what I'm thinking. I don't know what I'm thinking of you're thinking, but I'm thinking. Tell you what I'm thinking. What? This guy. I know. Get a load of this guy. Get a load of this. <laughs> uh, it doesn't say in the story, by the way, right. what the outcome uh, uh, was. But that's so. the thing about it. any news service now, like even the local news, doesn't give out like the exact details of what's going on. I hear you. Sound clip number two comes to us from Arizona, where six to eight toddlers recently escaped from a daycare center. And here's a woman who described the scene. There were toddlers running into the road, and I started just wrangling kids up and herding them up and picking them up and getting them out of the road, getting them onto the grass. I didn't know. I was just shocked. I didn't, you know, are these kids part of the daycare? Like, who's watching these kids if they are from the daycare? How did they get out? Sounds like an episode of Rugrats to me. All these and escapees just, like, crawling all over the roadway well, in what Arizona. Was she, what was she expecting? This to be, like, a daycare type of zoo? Well... <laughs> Where they're all in cages and can't leave? Well, they apparently the ringleader of these toddlers, mm-hmm. figured out the latch on the gate, and he let everybody out. Okay, yeah. but what happened to the supervision? Was there not right? enough people going, hey, where's that kid going? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a Hardee's across the street. He was going to get himself a shake because the McDonald's shamrock machine was down. <laughs> Billy and Stephanie and Jen were on the swing set a moment ago. Wow. Yeah. Well, now they're uh, in the middle of the street. It sounds like an irresponsible daycare. I'm sure somebody's going to be brought up on charges. Well, you get what stuff. you pay for. My guess is that's a real cheap one. It's like, like the budgetel of daycare. Escape from Alcatraz, the yes. daycare version. There's no such thing as an irresponsible daycare center. Come on, Steve. <laughs> Absolutely. You crazy? And Rolling Stone is out with its list of the greatest movies of the 1980s. Transylvania 6-5000. Not one of them. Bax, your guess? Uh, Waterworld. <laughs> My best friend is a vampire. None of those on the list. Lover How about boy. this one? Five men in a barn. Nope. It's the Rocketeer. The that Rock- was the 90s. Ooh, that was a good one, though. Yeah, I like the, the Rocketeer. 90s. Yes. Uh, here are some of those listed. Videodrome, Raging Bull, Blue Velvet, and Ron. Remember Ron? Blue. Ron? No. I don't remember no, Ron. I'm not talking about R-O-N, but I'm talking about R-A-N, the Japanese word, and it was some sort of like uh, samurai thing, I think. No. I mean, you know, uh, you know uh, I remember uh, like you know, Raging Bull's a great film. Yes. But the other ones I'm not, uh, not real familiar with. Yeah, my mom and I used to watch uh, Blue Velvet together all the time. That was a <laughs> pastime. Yeah. Good, good mother and mommy, son. Mommy! Mommy! <laughs> Dennis Hopper yeah, and Kyle yeah, MacLachlan. Yeah. Well, anyway, the number one greatest movie of the 80s, according to Rolling Stone, and I have a clip from it right here. Yo! You almost knocked me down, man. What is excuse me? Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Not only did you knock me down, you stepped on my brand new white Air Jordans that I just bought. And that's all you can say is excuse me. Who told you to walk on my side of the block? Who told you to be in my neighborhood? I own this brownstone. Who told you to buy a brownstone on my block in my neighborhood on my side of the street? I'm out of here. Why don't you move back to Massachusetts? I was born in Brooklyn. And the movie is? I have no idea. Do uh, Spike Lee. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. Yeah. There you go. With that great clip. Of the guy who had somebody step on his Jordans and another guy in a Larry Bird jersey. Uh, 
that was the best movie of the 80s? According to Rolling Stone, Steve. That's so surprising mm-hmm. that that would be the number one movie of the it 80s. It was a good movie. It was it was a, a, it was a good movie, and and he's a he's a great filmmaker. I just didn't think of all the '80s movies that you know. What about uh, Pretty in Pink? You know, yeah, yeah right, yeah, sure. Uh, that was a good one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what about the other one? The, 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 the Breakfast the, Club. The Breakfast Club. What mm. about that one? That was a good one. Hey. Teen Wolf was awful good. Wasn't that one a good one? Uh, Teen Wolf Two was the best. All right, I'll stand corrected. Bateman. Ishtar. Right. Ishtar was always a big hit too. That was the worst. Exactly. (laughs) I was waiting. I was waiting. Uh, Hey, take it up with Rolling Stone. I don't know. All right. It's 757 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810 and Genesis on Rock 102. Mid-30s for today and tomorrow. A little snow this morning in parts. I'm trying to see through the slats of our windows. I don't think there's any here, but supposedly there's some snow in the area, then sun this afternoon. Ah, it's all sunny and beautiful. Are you kidding me? Nice. And that the reason why it's so beautiful is Kathy Tobin is here. That's right. With Nate Costa, two and, beautiful people. And they're here to sing their 1987 hit, Tough Enough. <laughs> <laughs> the fabulous Thunderbirds. Here they are. Guys, thank you very much for coming in. Having us. Now, today happens to be uh, Thunderbird Thursday, so we're going to give away a nice uh, gift package in a little bit. But you guys got something going on on Saturday. Tell us about uh, about uh, about the uh, the T Bird Pink in the Rink. Yes, push that mic. So up uh, it's you. our it's yeah. our fifth annual. So it'll be our first Pink in the Rink back from COVID. Uh, really excited about it. Um, on Saturday night against Providence, we're going to be wearing specially pink jerseys. We've got the pink ice. We've got pink rally towels. Um, and a ton of stuff going on. We kind of did a little bit of a throwback Grease theme since the T-Birds were the gang mm-hmm. in the in the show. So. And we're the Pink Ladies. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. And, uh, and are you going to have Pat Kelly uh, play Pink by Aerosmith as the, uh, as the team takes the it's ice? actually not a bad idea. No. no he yeah. would do that. Yeah. He would do that. that uh, absolutely. Uh, how much food coloring do you need to turn the ice pink, by the way? Well, it's quite a bit of paint, actually. The paint? We yeah. were just talking about that outside. Yeah. yeah. So it's a whole process. The Mass Mutual Center comes in, they scrape it down, they mm-hmm. paint the ice pink, and they do it special. It'll be for the whole weekend this week, this nice. year, which we play on Friday too. But uh, it'll be it'll be a good night. It hasn't uh, turned pink from the the blood of your former opponents <laughs> and nothing like that. It does get get a little bit of shade of uh, of red down. I was there. gonna well, say. Well, how do, how does that work then? After your is you're, it's just the one time thing, obviously for for this particular game. And then what do you melt the ice and then get rid of all the paint and then put it back again? Yeah, essentially that's what the Mass Mutual Center staff will do. They'll they'll uh, it's probably a pain in the ass to do, but uh, it's worth it. And when you see what see what it uh, does on that's Saturday, pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. Now well, obviously this is all about to you know, raise a hope. And, and and Kathy Tobin is now the director of annual giving and events at base. State. I wanted to get that right because I I know it's, it's a, a mouthful. Long title. Just think fun and money. Yeah, well, fun you know, and money. That's what I do. Kathy, I've known you for a long time. I've always felt that way about you. Fun and <laughs> Thanks, money. Thanks. I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but tell us first of all. Tell us about the the Rays of Hope and and, and what this event uh, is going to do for you guys. So, Rays of Hope is, of course, really near and dear to my heart and to all of our hearts because it supports men and women on their breast cancer journey throughout Western Massachusetts, and every dollar we raise stays local. The organization is almost 30 years old. We'll be celebrating an anniversary next year. And so um, the, our association with the Springfield Thunderbirds, they're our best pink partners. They just are there by our side because breast cancer doesn't just happen in October. So it reminds people that it's a year-round fight, and the money helps with local research programs and services for anyone who needs it. We're a big pink hug. Uh, my mom just beat 
breast cancer, by the way. So this is near and dear to my heart. This is great. These jerseys will be on sale. And I know you guys did very well with the sale of the military jerseys last weekend, right? Yes, we were able to generate a $28,000 last uh, week for the game-worn jerseys. The same exact thing will be happening. So to get your hands on one of these cool pink jerseys, stay after the game. We do the auction right down on the ice, get to actually get the jersey right off the player's back. Nice. Um, and it's a really cool experience. And, and we've done this every year. This will be the fifth pink jersey that we've had. Um, and it's one of our it's one of our favorites, as Kathy said. Um, being able to support the Rays of Hope in their mission is really something that we're all about, and uh, it's a great partnership. Uh, Kathy, you mentioned uh, the services that you offer. Is it, is that for patients that you offer services for? Anyone in Western Massachusetts who needs us, we're okay. there. Um, we do everything from help subsidize prosthetics for people who don't have the money for those to things like support groups and training. We also have um, partners in the community who run other nonprofit organizations, and we have a community grant program. To the extent that we raise money, we give money out all toward helping um, whatever need there is. But, yeah, but anyone can come to us. But let's be honest, though. I mean, Rays of Hope have raised millions of dollars over it's like, 16 million so it's just i was just on uh, the raise of hope website 16.1 million and of course you're looking to you know raise a whole lot more throughout the year when is the uh, the the raise of uh, hope walk the run walk um is in october always and depending on how the jewish holidays fall because our host is temple bethel right. uh, the weekend varies um but the important thing to know is COVID, you know, like everyone, we have been very fortunate the community has stayed behind us, including the Springfield Thunderbirds and, and people like you in the media who keep our message out there. But obviously we suffered a financial hit because everyone couldn't go out and do the fundraising they normally do. These funds, those millions of dollars were raised by people in this community to help people in this community. So we raised only about half the last two years, very honestly, of what mm -hmm. we normally raise. So we really are counting. This was the last event we did before we all had to isolate. Mm -hmm. and. So so we are going to have a party like you have never seen on Saturday right. night, and we hope that that will help kick off another great fundraising season because it's really important. I, I, I told you years ago I had a house uh, that was literally right on the Rays of Hope route. I mean, mm -hmm. just a few like just like a, like a couple hundred yards away from Temple Bethel. You were our first water stop. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> with, with several thousand people, you know, running past your house, I always try to stay inside so it wasn't quite apparent that back from Rock 102 was living right there on Dickinson Street. So yeah. at that point, I thought, you know, maybe I'll wait until it's over before I pop my head out or leave the house. But but, it, but I was always stunned by the support that you guys got. I mean, just an enormous amount of people. And living in that house for as long as I did, seeing the growth year after year of the event is astounding. I was there for the very first year with Lucy Giugio, our founder. And, you know, there were a few hundred people. We were hoping more than her extended Italian family would come. And they did. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, a great active committee has grown that, uh, you know, when we were in person doing our traditional walk and run, we had upwards of 25,000 people. It's unbelievable. I, I want to just go back uh, to what I was saying er earlier about the services that you offer, and because uh, I want to emphasize how important that is to not only uh, you know patients but but family members too, and all of these things that that add up. You're you're talking services like wig making, and you, know, you mentioned prosthetics, but but also these other things of mental health. Uh, Reiki treatments, do you offer those things too? We do. It depends, yeah. you know, on what our applications are. But um, we work, uh, for example, with Cancer House of Hope, yeah. who does both of those things. They do wig fitting. They have a right. beautiful wig shop. They've mm. done a lot of work over COVID and found creative ways to still provide services to men and women. 
uh, who needed it. Um, we had therapists who did things over the computer, just like the rest of us during mm-hmm. COVID. Um, so hope was never canceled. We were still able to deliver those really important things because cancer doesn't go away. Yeah. And we had patients, you can imagine how isolated they felt during a pandemic, still needing treatment. And, would, and as, a, as somebody who had a personal experience with, with my late wife who had gone through these cancer treatments, the Cancer House of Hope was one of probably the best things that could have come along out of this whole thing. And, you know, obviously we all wished for a different outcome, but the treatment leading up to that and the the kindness and the outpouring and all of the services that are available. This is such a worthy cause, and I really commend you for, for uh, I choke up a little bit when I talk about it, but it, it really is a worthy cause, and uh, I, I really congratulate you on, on all the fundraising you do. And if you do, uh, if, you know, have a couple extra bucks in your pocket, uh, you know, definitely throw it to the Rays of Hope. Well, and let me just say also on behalf of the Thunderbirds, they're serious contenders for a Calder Cup championship this year in the AHL. You guys are doing very well, Nate. Yeah, I was, I was going to point that out until Steve got all emotional. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, first first place yeah. in the Atlantic Division. That's fantastic. I know. He, he tried not to say the P word, right? I uh, mm-hmm. want to jinx it, but it is it is awesome. You know, being in first place, the, the relationship with the Blues, has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we haven't had this type of success in my time with the Thunderbirds, so to have a little bit of a playoff run is exciting, especially for the area. Um, and it's mm-hmm. we're one and two with Providence, you know, going up against the, the Bruins uh, affiliate. So yep. um, really exciting times. Last so, time I was there, Nate, not one 40-ounce bottle of Thunderbird. Not one. <laughs> What's going on with the concessions? That yeah, should that be, be $5 uh, Thunderbird Absolutely. Night. We're going to have Pink Whitney's for you on oh, Saturday. Oh, there you go. Okay, good. so Pink enough. Whitney's and the proceeds from those go to Raise a Hope. So nice. Thank you. Kathy Tobin uh, from Raise a Hope and uh, Nate Costa from the uh, Springfield Thunderbirds. It is a uh, Thunderbird Thursday. Again, the game is Saturday against the Providence Bruins. Uh, we happen to have uh, four seats on the glass uh, we've got uh, four hats, four koozies, and uh, four vouchers good for a free hot dog and soda for the game for uh, the T-Birds pink in the rink. So uh, 293-1021, 10th caller right now gets all that stuff. There's Kathy all- Tobin, Nate Costa, great, great to see you guys. There's also a game Friday night, too, a home game Friday night. Friday night against Hershey. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah, but that's, not, but that's not the tickets no. we're giving away. Steve. No, no, I know. All right, very good. Good to see you guys. Thank, Thank you, guys. Thanks so it's much. 820 with Max, Max, Steve, and Dave and Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 825 and Black Sabbath and Rock 102. Mid-30s for the highs today and tomorrow. A little snow this morning in parts. Obviously not here based on the sunshine I'm seeing. And then mostly sun this afternoon. Time to give away that uh, Thunderbird Thursday package to a lucky person. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Mike Allen. Mike. 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 Do you realize what you just won? Uh, I'm hoping it's the tickets. Yeah. It is the tickets. Yeah. You, you won tickets to the, uh, the Thunderbirds game on Saturday. Pink in the rink against the uh, the Providence Bruins, plus the four seats on the glass, the hats, the koozies, uh, and vouchers for free hot dogs and sodas. Congratulations. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Plus, you can enjoy a Pink Whitney, whatever the hell that is. <laughs> or you could down a big 40-ounce Thunderbird before you enjoy the Pink Whitney on the inside. And if you got cirrhosis of liver, you'll probably cough up something pink. 828. We're back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you're traded or not. It's time for news, and here's Dave Coombs. So results are in on President Joe Biden's State of the Union address this week. Apparently, most Americans were okay with the whole thing, 71% with a positive reaction to Biden's address based on CNN's poll. But 
Only 41% said that they reacted, quote, very positively. That's a mark that matches CNN's previous low in 1998 in terms of high enthusiasm for speeches of this type. Now, are most Americans really watching it? Because i got to be honest, I haven't watched a State of the Union address in years. Well, it's a good question because CNN's poll apparently only asked 544 people. Oh, well, that's a rep- representative sample. <laughs> yeah, you know, the whole idea of, like, judging these speeches, they're political speeches. Like, I, I don't concern myself with how well one was done. We just pick up the flubs and we make fun of that. Well, exactly yeah. right, yeah. which we're about to do. But I, 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 I think that you got the content of the speech and then, you know, you got the message itself and then the way it's performed. So it's sort of like when you wrote a paper in high school, you would get what uh, uh, composition and content. So mm-hmm. I guess there's various ways of measuring these. Well, things, it's kind of right? like, uh, you know, back in the 70s and 80s when you bought a live album. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't listen to every song because some of the songs that were on there were yep. not songs you cared about. So right. you only listened to the ones you liked. Right. So you pick and choose. That's why, you know, who's going to sit there and listen to the whole damn thing? <laughs> not me. Reactions aside, people are still puzzled by exactly what Joe Biden said toward the end of the speech. The United States of America. God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. Thank you. Go get him. What? what? Was somebody running out of the room at the time? Like, you know, like, like, uh, like, yeah, they, they got up and started to run towards the exits. Yeah, or, or, or maybe there was an active shooter in the building. Yeah, go like, get go that get, guy. Well, probably not an active shooter, but right. let's say like a guy who. Looks- really needed to use the restroom. Okay. It's like, oh, go get him, because I'm not done. Right. I got a few more things. Go get him. Who, Joe? The, the boy to teach me how to why the clock is blinking 12 on the VCR. <laughs> What's going on over there? I can't figure out my phone. Come here, you little rascal. I need to know how to put the time. What time is it? Oh, 9 o'clock. It's past my bedtime. I should have been in bed after the early bird special of moons over my hammy at Denny's at 4. <laughs> If you have any idea what <laughs> President Biden was saying, uh, feel free to give us a call. Go get him. Go get him. I don't know. I got nothing on that. Meantime, locally. No, don't call. I don't want to take calls about that. No, you don't, you don't want calls on <laughs> I'm that? I'm done talking about the speech. This, 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 yeah. Three days ago, two days ago. Maybe there's theories. Worcester has support for Ukraine. It was evident Tuesday this week as... The anthem of Ukraine was played at a city council meeting in Worcester while the yellow and blue flag of the Ukraine waved outside. The city limited in the support it can offer Ukrainians fleeing war. But uh, you know Really, what? you think Worcester would be limited? Well, really? Because yeah. I would think that so much of Worcester kind of reminds you of a war zone. Well, well, there's that. And there's also the idea that you know a lot of Ukrainians are going to need a place to call home at some point because they're going to be... Uh, out of a place to live. Listen, if uh, Vladimir Putin would uh, come, Putin? whatever comes to uh, the United States, it says we will attack with great force, starting with Worcester, Massachusetts. <laughs> oh, wait a minute! Somebody already hit this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, these people have suffered quite Let's enough. Let's move on to. Brimfield. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always wonder about that. Do you think that uh, you know despots like Putin choose their targets 
With well, yeah, regard I, to, I, you know, like in other words, like, oh, I got, this one would be expendable. Yeah. You know, I can hit this city and take it out and nobody will be outraged. Well, if, if you, I don't know how much uh, you guys read up on the, on warfare, but over the last, let's uh, say, 48 hours, I've become pretty much an international expert on geogra- geopolitical uh, war. <laughs> uh, you always pick and choose the most advantageous targets to further along your uh, your effort. So yeah, you know he he would uh, move it move it along, and if he were coming to this country and he yeah. saw Worcester, you're right, he'd turn around and say, "Man, that, I I don't know if there's anything left to bomb." You know what the uh, the cool thing is that we haven't mentioned this morning yet about uh, the Ukraine and 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 the the right they're capturing soldiers or these soldiers are basically giving up, mm-hmm. and they're feeding them food. And they're treating them nicely. Yep. And they're letting them call their mothers. Wow. Yeah. And the nice. mothers, they are being invited to come pick their boys up and send them home. Yeah. You know what? I wouldn't worry about the effects of Vladimir Putin. Your mom's coming to pick you up. <laughs> like you couldn't finish the war, son. You couldn't finish. But I think it's really important because it shows the difference between two different governments and two different ideologies of how things should be run and frankly the people of russia don't even want this either that's why these guys are giving up so easily Well, because you have to think about what's really at stake here you know it's it's not like uh ukraine is behaving in an aggressive way to provoke this kind of attack i mean really what they're they're defending themselves they're defending themselves and really what they wanted was to become a member of nato and to remain a sovereign nation. Right. That was enough to piss off Vladimir Putin and say, oh, no, no, that's not going to happen. And then this is what you got. So it's basically an unprovoked military effort on uh, on Russia's part. The videos that I've seen, they're abandoning tanks. They're abandoning an entire tank and guns and weapons and yeah. walking away going, hey, I'll take some of that chicken soup you got over there. That smells good. Yeah, the weird thing about it is, you know, here's Putin trying to strengthen mm-hmm. uh, Russia. But in fact, what he's doing is showing his weakness. And that his weakness is just about this egomaniacal approach to beating somebody into mm-hmm. their loyalty. That's, that's, you know, that's not really a great way to, to secure a, a loyal mm-hmm. population. Not really. Well, in... We're obviously been discussing ways in which we can show our support for Ukraine. I mentioned Worcester and the town council meeting there recently, and you've suggested, you know, the creation of memes, backs, or maybe Hollywood stars getting together to sing. Was it not John Lennon, but was it something no, else? It was John Lennon's okay. Imagine. Okay. But uh, that's, you know, there's, uh, there's, there's other songs you could sing. Well, Senator Ed Markey has other ideas. He's saying that we should wean ourselves off of fossil fuels, arguing that, you know, we import $20 billion in crude oil from Russia, and if we continue doing that, that poses significant threats to both public health and national security. He's suggesting that we wean ourselves off of those fossil fuels and try to go more electric here in the state of Massachusetts. Yeah, that's a more political posturing from, uh, from Ed Markey. He's been arguing that for years. It has nothing to do with Russia at all. So I'm not, uh, you know... Yeah, it would be great to not have to be reliant on Russian oil, but we're not all going to go green that fast. Mount Holyoke's president, Sonia Stevens, leaving the college for a similar position as the president of the American University of Paris. That's France, by the way. 
And that's just some of the turnover in college presidential jobs in this area. You know, we had Kathleen McCartney exiting Smith. We got the AIC guy, Vincent Maniacci, concluding his 17-year tenure next month to be replaced by Hubert Benitez. And then Amherst College president, Carolyn Biddy Martin, leaving her position at the end of the upcoming academic year as well. Uh, unlike my mm. wife's credit card, I'm carrying a very <laughs> low rate of interest. You know, uh, I just did a quick search of what uh, a university president makes mm-hmm. per year. Yeah, what do you got? Uh, $151,000 uh, with bonuses. And depending if you're in one of the top 10 universities in America, that could go up to $450,000. Yeah, but what about the guy up at uh, UMass? He's making like $900,000. That was... Uh, That's how you sub- got him. Subswami, I yeah, believe yeah. his name is. Yes. The president, He he's making like eight eight $900,000. But the, that average salary that you just mentioned is just slightly above that $139,000 level that we talked about yesterday yeah. where you can be happy in the state of Massachusetts. Yeah, there's no no. Yeah, I would be happy if I made that kind of money. But again, <laughs> right. I the, the, people leaving high-paid jobs, I, I what's the difference? I don't care about. Yeah, that. I don't know. Uh actually, I may have been wrong about that. That may, the 151 may have been the salary for a tenured professor. In one of those uh, universities. Yeah, I was going to say the president presidential president. salary got to be a little bit higher. Yeah, than it's, that, a, right? it's a it's a little bit more, but uh, still a good paying gig. Got to tell you, pretty good paying job. Speaking of money, we're all qualified, baby, for the five hundred dollar payments coming in March as part of the COVID nineteen essential employee premium pay program, according to the Baker Polito administration. They made that announcement yesterday. The first round of these $500 payments will be distributed by the end of March to a half a million qualified Massachusetts residents. In order to qualify, you've got to meet certain salary levels, which we just discussed, and also with regard to how many residents are in your home. There are charts available for you to see whether or not you qualify. Oh, charts. I love charts. Mm -hmm. Charts and surveys. My favorite things. Yes. So, and by the way, according to the state of Massachusetts, the checks will automatically be mailed out and residents do not need to do anything to receive one. Just wait for it to roll in, apparently. Hmm. All right. There you go. Let's see what happens there. I'm not uh, holding my breath for any money, to be honest with you. Really? No, I don't think I'm hey, going to get it. Hey, if it's automatic, done. man, come on. I, you know, listen, I don't, uh, I don't think I'm going to get it. What we got next, Dave? Shots fired at a Westside motel, a South Carolina man arrested, Mikkel Robinson, or is it Michael Robinson, M-I-K-E-L-L. Anyone? Bueller? Anyone? I believe it would be Mikkel. Okay. Yeah. He's a- Is that the one with the Navy? No, that's Mikhail's Navy. Yeah. Are you sure about that? I am sure. The Ernest Borgnine classic. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. I'm talking about Kevin McHale. Oh, the former Celtic Center. So, no, that's not the same guy either. No, that's the song they uh, play when the president walks out to the podium. It's Hail to the Chief, Steve. Come on. No, no. That's the name of that former football team in Washington. No, no. That's the the Redskins. No, I forget. (laughs) There we go. I see I derailed it. (laughs) Anyway, McHale Robinson a resident of Cordova, South Carolina, arrested earlier this week for attempted murder. Oh, won't you please, Mikkel Robinson. <laughs> Jesus loves you more than you should know. I, you know, the most surprising part about this story is they call it a hotel. 
That would it's, be the Candlewood Suites, yeah, by the that's way. That's not a hotel. That's, that's a, a motel. Motel, <laughs> motel. <laughs> uh, the shots were fired, by the way, early <clears throat> Tuesday morning at the Candlewood Suites, whatever you're calling it, on Riverdale Street. And so he's been taken into custody. You can't do that. You can't shoot him up at a hotel anymore. Well, again, it's not a hotel. Uh, d- to describe something, uh, the Candlewood Suites? I think the Candlewood is a hotel. Is it? Yeah. It's not, you know, Elsie's Motel. All or- right. What's the, tell me what the difference is between hotel, <laughs> motel, Holiday Inn. <laughs> tell me the difference between a hotel and a motel. <laughs> well, I think the uh, motels are, are on one level, for one, right? They're, hotels are high-rise. Yeah, but motels, motels have two levels sometimes, yeah, and they right have the outdoor that. doors. Yeah. What makes it a hotel? Well, it depends what street it's on. So let's say the you land in Marvin Gardens. Yeah. I think you'd want to land on it with you know, a ho- motel than with a hotel, because mm-hmm. then that's when it gets really expensive. These are these are lovely places, by the way. Have you have you seen the hotel uh, alley down there oh, on, yeah. on Route 5 and oh, yeah. Riverdale Street? Mm-hmm. Lovely, lovely Those place. are nice. Yeah, real nice. I, I miss the Elsie Motel. That was that was my favorite. I like the sign. Then they have that sign outside that says "American Owner," "American Owner," and "Bed Bug Free." That's yes, Those that's right. Those are the right. two things that you want at a motel. That's because the bed bugs freeze here in this climate. We don't have any here. Oh yeah, you do. They do. You know, I went and stayed at a motel uh, last summer up at Cape Cod. Really nice motel. Sure. And, you know, there's not a whole lot of rental uh, properties up in uh, up in Cape Cod that are available that time of year. And uh, we stayed for, like, Sunday through Tuesday or something like that. Okay. The first night I get there, beautiful, like, old motel, but very clean. And uh, everything seemed to be uh, honky-dory until I pulled back the comforter on the bed. <sighs> And saw sand and other people's hair. Oh, oh Jesus! Yeah. Fantastic. To which, uh, to which I had to. Uh, well, it was. I was too tired to do anything about it, so I took my own blanket, laid it down atop of the bed, on top of the, the the comforter thing, right, and slept like that using my own pillow because I just didn't feel comfortable. They then changed the bedding the next day. It was like midnight. I wasn't gonna. You know how long it's going to take for uh, like a private ho- motel owner to come up and change the bed sheets? If you tell the uh, concierge or the person uh, in charge of housekeeping, listen, uh, it's uh, Steve Nagel in room uh, 415. Mm. There's human hair on the sheets of my bed. Yeah. They're going to come and change it for you what? because that's, that would result in a terrible Yelp rating. It was a <laughs> specific-looking kind of hair, too. It wasn't just... Like a, like a nose hair or a, a back a hair? Lower, a little lower. Uh, a little lower. Toe, toe hair? A little higher. A Short little curlies? Higher. Uh, knee, knee hair? Uh, a little higher than the knee. The chest, one? Okay, chest hair. Uh, lower than that. Lower than that. So, so that, it's like the ones that Clarence Thomas put on that... Can on the soap. Coke can. Yeah. That kind. That kind of hair. That kind. Really? Yeah. Well, that's that's a horse of a different color. <laughs> it is a horse of a different color. Well, listen, it looked like the phones were exploding to oh. explain the difference between motels and hotels. If you have a thought on that, feel free to call us, 293-1021, right? Sure. That's right. Meantime, mid-30s for the highs today and tomorrow. Sun pretty much for the rest of the day today. And if you want to call with your differences between motels and hotels, we'd love to take your calls here at Rock 102.
Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 849 in Tesla. We're back, Stephen Dave, and Rock 102. Uh, Going to look like the uh, devil beating his wife out there today at the <laughs> high of 36. Uh, devil beating his wife? Uh, it's going to be a big bright sun of this guy. Oh, that's, I see. You know, yeah, there you go. what happens when you, when you do that. Uh, more of the same for tomorrow. <laughs> He's really going at it this wow. couple of days. 33 in downtown. So we're discussing the difference between motels and hotels, and we're taking calls on this. Rock 102. I, I believe the difference between a hotel and a motel is is the motel has outside doors. It doesn't have a doesn't have inside hallways. Yeah. It also has a significantly higher rate of dead hookers in the bathtub. This is true. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? This is Mike. Hey, Mike. What's up? Hey, the hotel versus motel. Mm-hmm. A hotel has the room entrances inside where the motel has them on the outside. Gotcha. It's just like the last guy said. There you go. All right, so there's okay. a com- yeah, double I, confirmation. We have consensus. There's more hoes at a motel than there is at a hotel, <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot more yeah, mo's exactly. at a hotel than there is at a, ho- a motel. <laughs> nice. But, oh, but whether it be a hotel yeah. or a motel, they're all pink on the yeah. inside. All right, you know, that's quite yeah, enough. You Sorry you had to hear that. All right. <laughs> Thanks for the call. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> And again, that's the inside of the hotels. It's yeah. pink, right? The hotels it's or motels. Yes, the uh, walls. Yes, the walls yes. Are, uh, pink, pink. Just like the ice that's going to be <laughs> at the Mass Mutual Center this Saturday. Yes, but that's the good kind of pink. <laughs> <laughs> I can't like, believe they're going to they're going to drain that after they're uh, done playing with it. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't believe that he that they paint it. I didn't. I didn't understand that when he was saying that. I mean, I, he explained it to me. Yeah, that they melt the ice down to about half and then they paint it, and then they put the, another layer of ice over. Because I said it must be what is it lights you got there? And he goes, some places, some arenas do use ice when they do these promotions. Mm. But it's uh, for them, they actually paint the ice. Well, in case you wonder what we're talking about, there it is the Springfield Thunderbirds with right. their pink in the rink on Saturday night. That was very cool. Yeah, uh, that was pretty neat. To think about how they how they manage, you know, pinking up the ice. Well, you know, like you said, uh, is it the blood from the opponents? Well, I mean, you know, they've been the beating thing? opponents all season yeah. long. I would think there has to be some, you know, remnants after a good hockey fight, or yeah. you know, someone's getting their brained on the glass or something. I know, but I, uh, you're I'm, you're right. I am always impressed on how they do things like that to 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 get a big display going like that. Well, and a lot of these arenas, they do have to constantly uh, break down and rebuild. Whether it's you know, like I've seen you see like the time lapse time lapse footage when they have to shift from like a hockey game oh, yeah. to like. Like a basketball game or a concert. Yes, yeah, it's impressive what these what these men and women do. Turn turn over a, a rink or an arena like you that. should see the time lapse to set up Sesame Street live. I bet. Oh, it Amazing. Takes, I yeah, bet. it takes a it takes a whole minute. <laughs> Actually, speaking of uh, there's a story I saw this morning about uh, you know, sports arenas, the Arco Arena where the Sacramento Kings play mm-hmm. or allegedly it, play. So yeah, so it's going to be demolished. Mm-hmm. And they're going to build uh, something else. But what they're doing is they're having a contest in which if they could find a Sacramento Kings fan, that person would be selected to press the button to blow it up. Oh, yeah. Oh, I would love to win a contest to blow something up. All right. Well, let's make it happen here. I mean, don't you, I mean, don't you like when things get blown up? Yeah. Like explosions and yeah. stuff? Yeah. Like in the movies, that's the best part is when something gets blown, blown up. And and shouldn't it be not just a button, but shouldn't it be one of those dynamite plungers? Those plungers? Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? that would be cool. Yeah, they don't do that, though. I know. Yeah. Um, they're doing this on March 19th. Many years ago, the Hotel Charles in downtown Springfield needed to be mm-hmm. uh, demolished. Yep. And we were trying real hard 
to be the guys to you know, yep. do the dynamite sure. plunger. Sure. Never got the they yep. imploded it, which to me yeah. that's not that's, that's really not fun. No, it's still impressive when they do. They implode most buildings that they blow. They don't just blow it up into pieces and go flying. Oh everywhere. no no! I want I want to blow something up. You want it to go uh, awry, if you will. Yeah, no, right? I want I want something to go ba boom, and it's like you know, it like it hovers in the air, it's, it's, comes Dave, right back shrapnel down. Shrapnel in Connecticut and New Hampshire and everywhere else. Well, you did you witness this probably in upstate New York when they destroyed the New York State Fair grandstand? Yeah. And they, they knocked that down. Wasn't Didn't somebody win the chance yes. to push that button? And just like you, Bex, yeah. when I was on the radio in Syracuse, we angled to try and be the uh, ones to push the button, and they didn't mm, let us. What I wouldn't do to blow up a building. Not, I mean, you know, Ill- legally, I'm not trying to you know break laws or right. do anything that might harm buddy, anybody, but if there's something that's going down, I, I want to be there to make it happen. I would imagine uh, when you asked to press the button, the mayor of uh, or the governor actually it would be Governor Cuomo at the time. Yes, right? yes, he would have told you like uh, like uh, like Jimmy in 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 the Goodfellas mm-hmm. when he was telling Karen to go into that little building. Yeah, you know what's over there? It's over there, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Just keep walking. That's Just right. keep walking. Go right into you know sending you right into the war zone before <laughs> you, somebody blows it up. But you were smart enough. You'll hit it. But unfortunately, you were smart enough to escape. Yeah. <laughs> That's your story, and you're sticking with it. I am. It's 8.55 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Is it snowing?